Welcome back to Golden Craft Cast. We are here back at Boxer's place. We got Manny. Yeah. Of course, we got our wonderful host, Boxer Belly. What up, motherfuckers? He's back. He's back for another one. You know, it's it's funny that like for some reason this year so far it's been very morbid in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. And kind of falling in line with how everything is uh, in the real world. And, um, you know, this is something we did serial killers in the episode in the past, and we're stepping it up a notch with this one. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary 30th. of 30th anniversary of the movie. The Silence of the Lambs. The Silence of the fucking Lambs. Directed by Jonathan Demme, starring Jodie Foster and Sir Anthony Hopkins. He's a sir. Yeah, he's a sir now. He was knighted. He was fucking knighted. It's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Of course. An 8.6 out of IMDb, which I don't know how it got. IMDb scored that. That's pretty low for IMDb. I don't know. That's not low. That's (laughs) actually the top 150 type of scores. Really? Anything like above 8 is like considered to be like the greatest. Shit. Yeah. It's a long list. uh, I think the highest one is like a 9. Jodie Foster's in there with her nice little Midwestern accent. She talks like this. Hello. I think Hello. She just talks in general. That's just her voice. But they use that in the, they use that in the context of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and Anthony Heed or held Dr. Frederick, right? Dr. Frederick. Dude, I just I just Anthony Hopkins first of all. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So. What do you think about when you think Anthony Hopkins? Obviously, besides, I mean, besides Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I think about, like, uh, a British actor that just can. He pretty much plays, like, almost the same role. Like, he's either telling the story or he's, like, the guy in the background having to, like, be an important role uh-huh. later on. You know? Like, I think of him as, like, yeah, he's an Oscar winner, you know? This yeah. Is, this is the first time he's won an Oscar. In fact, like... He said if he didn't get, if this movie didn't, like, um, put him to the A-list, he said he was going to quit acting. And oh, shit. For, for the screen, but he was going to continue acting back in Britain uh-huh. for, for British plays. Yeah. So he's originally a play actor. Yeah. So I think that's how he started out, and then he went into the movies. Yeah, he went into, from the theater to the silver screen. Yeah, because... Okay, but I'm I'm talking movie wise though. Like I, I'm saying, you think of an actor that's versatile, which obviously, yeah, we all get that. But what what other movies has he been in? Yeah, I mean, what do you think of when you think of like Anthony Hopkins? Like, like I movies said, that like stand he's out? the guy that's just like uh, uh, he plays a very pivotal role in like many movies because you know he has Name leading some. acting chops. And I'm trying to explain this to this right. to you. And some of the examples are like um, like. What's it called? Wolfman, it wasn't a great movie, uh-huh. but he was, you know, a British actor having to play a British person, and he was actually a very important role in that in that movie because yeah. I haven't seen that movie but in a long time. And... You know what I think other, about? What? Zorro. Okay, yeah. Right? Again, he's in the background, and he plays a very pivotal role because yeah. he was a former... He was the former Zorro. Yeah, he was the old Zorro. Yeah. You know, and I just think about how he had, like, the 
the like the you know the Mexicans I mean, like the Spaniard stash and the goatee to, and the long hair. That, he was playing a Spaniard, or I guess a Mexican. Yeah, but remember when they were like fighting each other, him and Antonio yeah, Banderas? But it was a white man trying to play a Mexican. So yes, like, yeah, that's true, man. But I mean, weird. there's been worse. I mean, there's been I, that's why Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Let's go with that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not that bad, bro. He's a no, he's a skip was, away from it. No, that's. There's a big difference between that. He's making fun of the fact that <laughs> actors can do that. Yeah. You know? But would you say that he played he played him justice in, in Zorro? Um, You've seen Zorro, right? With Anthony it's Hopkins? Been, yeah, it's been a while. And, and, uh, Honestly, it's been a while, so I have to remember that. One, that one, uh, I Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. And not Salma Hayek, but Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Zeta-Jones yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, again. She was crazy. I was going to say, that's where he met that his wife, but that's that other old dude. <laughs> Wait, that, what? No, or Catherine Zeta-Jones' husband. Oh, that's... I was going to uh, say, that's where... She's but married to... Uh, almost the same white dude, but... Uh, yeah. Douglas Kirkman? Douglas, uh, D- yeah, Kurt Douglas. Frank Douglas. One Frank. of the Douglas. Kurt Douglas. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. One of those Douglases. Yeah. Well, before we start spewing out more nonsense, let's get to the real nonsense here. The, the bees. Nonsense. The real, yeah, the real nonsense we do this right. thing for. Let's go get the bees. Uh... I guess just do whatever, and then I'm going to change the stream up so we can have it up there. Since it's a morbid year, we got morbid beers. All right, so uh, this first beer we got today, themed for our Silence of the Lambs serial killer vibe, is none other than The Butcher. butcher. Don't mind if I do. The Butcher Imperial Stout. It's uh, 9.6. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. (laughs) 9.666. It says, uh, dark, roasty, and sinister. Obviously, sinister. Uh, Who's it by? It is by... uh, Damn, man. Crack it, or are we going to read it first? Associate Brewing. Associate Brewing, yeah. Yeah. Associate Brewing. (laughs) So, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Dark Dope. cover is cool. Like, if you oh, put it in a light, because it's a very It's made cover. with a uh, matte vinyl, yeah. and they have glossy prints of, like, a bat and, like, well, like, kind of like old school stuff you would see uh, wood prints in 1900s or 1800s. I would, like, honestly, I would probably see these prints, like, in a historical pop. This is a San Diego. Museum or something. Yeah. So, like, these are these are pretty cool. Oh, look, we got the picture on their box. Look. Oh, you got the picture? Yeah. We stepped it up, bro. Yeah. Right, let's give it a crack. The Butcher of Birmingham. Dude, I noticed with darker, if, with darker beers, like, you can flip the, flip the lid on them, and they will come gushing out. Yeah. Because I did that earlier, and I almost got some on, on the laptop, bro. <laughs> cheers. Oh, my God. Cheers, 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 big ears. Damn, bro. Please. 30 years for Silence of the Lambs, bro. I smell it. Ooh, that smells chocolatey. Oh, shit. Perfect. I would get your glass, bro. That's something you want to pour in that yeah, kind of glass. Give me my Yeti glass. This is pretty heavy. Dude, this shit is heavy. I don't even know if I'm going to finish all this, to be honest with you. That's how heavy it is. Like, I feel it. And I know we have two other ones in there that are pretty damn heavy yeah. that we're going to do tonight. So I think I'm going to lay back on this one for a little bit. But yeah. off the top, up. tasting this, like I said, you could taste the alcohol. Mm. It's almost like it's it's barrel aged. Mm, it's chocolatey, bro. Um, coffee. But it's very it's coffee. Like, yeah, it's very, like, dark chocolate. 
You got the, you got the bareness of the dark. Here, let me show. I'm the, gonna show him the color and the stout. How's that? It is dark. It is dark. <sighs> I'm just a whore for the camera. Heavy. This is a heavy beer for a heavy movie. You got the color on that, people. There's that word again. Heavy. Oh my God, this thing is like. Are you tasting any other notes? I'm thinking um, maybe like a little bit of vanilla notes. I'm also getting some oak. Yeah. Like roasted, definitely. It's like roasted yes, coffee. They roasted this shit heavy, bro. They weren't kidding about roast. Like, they burned this shit. Yeah. It tastes dark chocolate. <laughs> it tastes burned. That's, it's not even roast. It's burning. Like, it's like burned. It's like they left it on a little too long. Dark. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the ingredients? Um, let's see. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't have it on. Sometimes I do, sometimes it does. Honestly, I would see this having a lot of... It's almost like barrel age, but they're They're definitely using coffee. They're not giving ingredients. They're definitely using spice. They're using some kind of spice in there. Right, I'm getting that too. Um... Like I could tell from, from the foam, like swirl it around a little bit, box. Like you could tell it's it, it doesn't look too carbonated, but it tastes carbonated. Look, check it out. Watch, let it settle. Oh shit, I just punched the mic. Stop punching your mic. <laughs> I'll punch it. I'll fucking punch it. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and you could tell by the top, it's like not even. It's barely a little bit of head in it. Yeah, there's barely a little bit of head in it, which means that it would probably aged. Yeah. Most likely, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like the fact that they don't have the recipe on there. Like, you don't know the yeah, ingredients. Tastes good. This is keeping up smart. Very I also smart. like the packaging that they put it in because it's made out of recycled cardboard. Yeah. I'm for the planet. This podcast is Very for the planet. You know, I think it was the only beer that was like in that case. Really? Yeah. Well, they're doing it right. San Diego, props to you guys. Props to you guys. Props to the, uh, to the associate bro. brewing. Yeah, to the environment. It doesn't taste that fucking strong. It's perfect. It's very heavy for a uh, very heavy. Mm, it's it's perfect with, like a, with a dessert. You know what I mean? Um, Should we get started? Some chocolate cake with yeah. this? Let's get started, bro. All right, so I gotta ask, uh, have you seen the movie? Which one? Uh, this, yeah, yeah. When was the first time? Well, do you remember the first time you watched it? I was a kid when it first came out. I watched what, it. On what, v- how old were you? I was on. I watched it on VHS. <laughs> I would go down. That's the, how it was. Yeah. I would go down to the street right here. Definitely. They'd have a, a, a. It was called AAA Video, and then I'd put all my the videos I rent on yeah. tab. And I didn't have to pay till the end of the month. And so, yeah. Good remember, old days. Yeah. I remember watching that one. Uh, that's crazy. And, yeah, I was like, shit. Dude. You know, but yeah. he's wearing other people's skin. <laughs> kind it of was taboo. Yeah. A lot of people were saying, like, uh, it was close to Chainsaw Massacre, like, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, killings and the like, brutality of it. It was so nonsensical. I was like, uh, <laughs> it's paying a tribute to horror movies, if anything. I think this it's was a creepy take because... There's a lot of different levels to this movie that you you see at the forefront. First of all, there's this training academy student. She's not even a full-on cop yet, and she's being assigned to this case because of her looks, basically. And yeah. it's but funny you mention that, that. She's a woman. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mention that because like she comes out the academy and he asks her like, "Oh, he sent me a rookie." He got yeah. mad. He got yeah. mad. Yeah. So I mean, but she itself. she's basically used as a pawn by um, the head of. The director of yeah. uh, Jack the case, Crawford. Jack Crawford. So, by, uh, 
I forgot the actor's name. So that's like kind of like the first yeah. layer, right? The second layer is, holy shit, like she wants to obviously impress them. She wants to be that person, but now she's going up against these serial killers, the cannibal, yeah. and they're telling her stuff like, don't get up to the glass, don't get near the glass, don't put anything in the tray, don't receive anything from the tray. And she basically breaks all of those rules. <laughs> she didn't give a fuck. She didn't care. And uh, maybe that's why she kind of gained his trust in a way. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously there's that whole other layer of fucking serial killers, crazy people, and, you know, right. sexual assault even. And um, the other whole layer is uh, Buffalo Bill. The serial killer that's running rampant during the film. And they're basically collecting... Uh, and picking the mind of Hannibal Lecter to kind of put together the pieces of what is and what can where he can be found you know right what his next move yeah, what his next move yeah, is yeah in a way kind of it is the way that you described it I mean it was just like him like the serial killer you know that's cased up they're using him his uh, his knowledge on how this other individual functions because it's like like Hannibal is like a completely different breed from like what Bill is, you know? And he's actually a therapist. He was a psychiatrist before he got locked up. And what he did was pick people's brains, especially like, you know, the serial killers. And he does have a lot of expertise and that's what, um, that was like the one up that they had in having to find uh, uh, Buffalo Bill, you know? Yeah, he was, he was the key to kind of finding that. But I think on top of that, he was he was not he, in a way he was the key but so was Clarice yeah because Clarice was the way to get him to open the well he was more like the door to the answers and she was like the key uh, I have a question I hope you haven't asked it was oh, the shit. first time you watched this the first time I watched this was around you know when I told you I did that purge of watching all the horror movies I think this was one of the ones that I saw Really? Um, yeah, and I was sure. like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> like, cause like the the cover of the the cover of the movie totally throws you off. Yeah, right. Cause you can't really explain. You could see, oh, is that a dead girl? Like, that's weird. But then you see the moth, and then mm. the moth kind of just is like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. what is this? And it, it was always intriguing, you know. Like, I think seeing that cover the art as a kid, cover. the art. Do that's, know, yeah. Do you know what? Uh, if you look closely, do you know what you see? Like it's just mind. like a skull, right? It's a skull. Like it's pretty much like women, uh, pretty much making the shape of the skull. There's like I think hmm. five or I think five women trying like all naked, just like you know having to uh, form the shape of a skull. No way. It was by. It was actually a real art cover. Hmm. It's by Salvador Dali. It's called the Multi. I forget it. Salvador Dali. Yeah, uh, Salvador Dali actually did like a artistic piece with like women, and it was all like it's kind of silhouetteish. Mm. And he put five women there, and it shape it was like a shape of a skull, basically like using their bodies and using the shape, right, right. you know, and having and that's actually kind of like Salvador Dali women's skull vanity. Yeah. What? Women forming a skull by Salvador Dali. Uh, what's the name of the Vain women. No. <laughs> that's what it's called, I think. No, that's Vanity? not what it's called. It's called something else. It's in Latin. And we are stalling. Mm. This beer tastes good, but it's going to get me Yeah, keep up. talking, though. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's just so weird that 
Well, it's not weird, but it's just like I appreciate the artwork that went into the um, the morphing body. No, that's not what it's called. It's. Okay. I mean, it's just like it just tells in you like how much in voluptus mores. There you go. Which means voluptuous, desirable death, mm. and it's some naked women forming a skull. See that? Mm, crazy. See that? Yeah, I see it. I mean, I saw it in the art. That's pretty trippy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a nice tidbit. Mm-hmm. So, naked women forming a skull on the, on this cover, and it's bright blue, and it was one of those taboo films that was in the in the house, but it was so good that you had to have it, right? It was in the house? Yeah, well, I mean, it was at my house. We yeah. had it. We had it. It was a good movie. Like, it was an <laughs> award-winning movie. My yeah. mom wanted to get it, but... Like we knew not to watch it. Because I mean, it was like, that's why I was surprised. I was like, uh, she doesn't let you watch those movies. I mean, well, no, I ended up watching it later on online. Yeah, <laughs> and I watched it. the movie online, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> this is weird. And then it's like that was probably one of my first. It's more well, not my first, but it's like a psychological film yeah. that's mixed with horror too. Yeah, it's it's you not know, as gruesome as a Texas Chainsaw. It's a lot of things. You know? it's similar, uh, yeah, it's, but in the forefront, it is a horror movie, but it's also a crime drama. You know? Yeah. 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 Like you could uh, put it to equivalent to like The Dark Knight. Yeah. It's a superhero movie, but it's like uh, the villain a crime drama. The villain's you know? side. <laughs> it was. It was put to the. It was. Um, it was formed to be like you know something that's. To be taken seriously Well like the Hannibal one You know When you go into that That's like the villain And he, and you're rooting For the evil guy Yeah but Yeah the, We'll get into Hannibal and, uh, No that's why movies. I just I didn't want to say yeah. Too much but yeah <laughs> But I mean This movie I feel like It's just like Like this was the movie That um, Needed to be addressed You know And at a time Where like A lot of serial killers Were active in fact, there was actually the FBI agents that were actually uh, working with the actors at the time, especially with uh, the Jack Crawford uh, character, like the actor who played him. I don't like any on his name, but he pretty much was uh, talking to an FBI agent, and um, they even went into Quantico, the training grounds for the FBI. Oh shit! And he pretty much like told him, like how you should think when it comes to that like having to look for patterns and having to like you know really go into the minds of a serial killer and he said like okay well I'm gonna suggest this to you so he got a real like a real um, he got a tape recording of two serial killers that were active like in the 70s mm-hmm. it was uh, Lawrence Bittaker and Chuck no not Chuck I was about to say Chuck Norris but Chuck Norris. Norris. <laughs> That's how tough he is. Um, his last name was Norris. And pretty much they've taken girls, like um, they kidnap them, they put them in their van, and they torture, rape them, and do everything to them. And he actually got a recording of them while they were doing all those actions. And he was only up to, he was only able to listen up to one minute of that shit. And when he like took oh the God. fucking headphones off, he felt like all his innocence as a, a human being was just stripped away after listening to that. Well, and yeah, scarred him for life. It's like watching like one of the one of the fucking uh, videos of you know the fucking people in Mexico 
the cartels chopping off limbs and shit. I don't like watching that. There's people just like to watch that. My dad would love it. He'd be like, come here, look at this. I'd be like, no, man, I'm eating lunch, bro. This is how they do it. Yeah, look, this is how they do it. Así se hace, todo piensa. Así se hace, no seas puto. <laughs> what? I, because I don't want to see some lady's titties get chopped off? No. I'm a puto. <laughs> don't be a punk, son. That's ridiculous. <laughs> nah. Wait, how you guys feeling off this, man? Feeling great, dude. I'm already feeling a nice little head change here. It's yeah. almost like a little whiskey. Compared kinda. to the Bud Lights I was drinking. Yeah. It's almost like a whiskey, right? Like, I feel like the alcohol, like, it's so strong, like you said. Like, some barrels and shit. Every time I exhale, like, I just feel the alcohol. You could, yeah, you could, like you could taste, taste the alcohol it. on your breath. After, yeah, after a second, at first I couldn't, but after yeah, now. Yeah, this one, this one's like more of a, if you're having a session at your house and you're going to watch a movie and you want to chill and drink something, this is the one to go to. But if you're out drinking, don't. yeah, your breath's going to smell, dude. For yeah. sure. You're going to smell like alcohol. You're going to probably, you might get sloppy, you know? Yeah. But it's, I don't know, for me, it just feels like. Especially if you're if you're ever like bar hopping or going beer hunting, you know, and you drink one of these beers, this is it's gonna kind of upset your stomach if yeah. you're moving around a lot. This is probably not one that you would want to drink. You don't yeah, want to move around a lot when on. you're drinking. Drink this, this at home. Sip yeah, on it. Sip right? on it. This is a sippage one, like sippage. in that kind of glass right there. Show them. Hell yeah, that's the way to go. Very classy. I'm keeping it classy champagne. over here. I'm a classy motherfucker. So I mean, so is Cannibal. Cannibal's a classy guy. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty fucking classy too. Shout out to all the liquor stores that have uh, sponsored us in the past. Shout out to uh, all the new listeners out there. Shout out to the people that are watching the stream, man. We we uh, thank you guys. Cheers to you guys. Cheers. 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 The butcher. So. Um, I mean, let's go a little more into depth with, I think, the characters. Because every character is, like, so different. Yeah. You know? Um, let's start off with Clarice. Like, what was um, what was something that stood out to you in the movie that She was? almost seemed like she was innocent, like, in a way. Like, she seemed like a little girl? Yeah. I just, like, can't, I got that. Like, she was only, sheltered. Yeah. North Carolina, I where is she that? from? North Dakota? Well, not only because, like, she was actually, you know, she's not that tall. She's actually pretty short. Lady and just one of the shots that stood out to me was like when she got into the elevator and she was like dominated by all these guys, you know. Yeah. And well, not physically dominated, but she was the only like female that was there, and she was the shortest one there. She felt out of place going up, going up, going upstairs. Yeah, and that tells you that tells you that much in the movie. Like, oh, she's actually you know a fish out of water, having to going into like a man dominated like. I don't want to say industry. Well, but yeah, I work. mean, yeah, but that's the whole point. Is like this was in the nine. This was thirty years ago, bro. Yeah, so I mean, that's yeah. kind of comes to like in reality. It was now. even worse. Yeah, it, yeah was it was even worse, worse yeah, bro. And like you know, but that was that was I think the director's way and the writer's way of kind of uh, portraying that. that and addressing that uh, that issue because she is like you said a fish out of water in that context. But I think not only is it man dominated, but it's it has to do with crime. So you have to be able to defend yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest issues when it's like, oh, like women can't defend themselves and stuff yeah. like that. But you literally see her in her, her training, like kicking ass and stuff like that, yeah. taking all the punches and stuff. Yeah. If anything, like uh, the director didn't want to start the movie that way. But since uh, Jodie Foster, she actually read the book. That's actually how the book starts. She said, hey, why don't we just start the movie like this? Like, you know, her having to. 
uh, go up the hill and you know she's going through an obstacle yeah and that's the point of the movie yeah having to go through that obstacle and and coming out the other side a different person you know and yeah. that's that's I mean but like you could see that and I mean she has she has the charisma to do it but it's crazy within the first time meeting her like Hannibal's able to like basically pick her apart and like know where she's from and her background and stuff like that was there ever to smell her fragrance yeah but and uh, <laughs> but uh, the the flashback when she goes back to um, out, outside of her house and her dad comes home from work and he's he works for the cops. Yeah. You know, so like that's something that Hannibal didn't even know. Oh, sorry. Easy. That's something that Hannibal didn't even know, you know? Well, it cut I mean, he found out he later, asked. right? I mean, that's why he asked like yeah. um cuz I mean, when you're going into like uh any like authority enforcement, like there's always a good reason like oh, is it about like your dad used to be a cop or you felt like there's an urge for you to like be an authority figure or something like that. Yeah. So you kind of got a sense like, oh, well, there's got to be a reason. And I mean, the reason might be her dad, but I feel like it's a lot of reasons why she went into it. And I think her dad's like a major factor. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's just like the whole family and law enforcement thing. It's like, uh, it's like military people too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like firefighters too, you know? Yeah. Is there everyone's risk in your life? Yeah. It happens. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Boxers man. I think what is what, what they tell <laughs> <laughs> Not really long. Okay, about. so um so uh okay, so Jodie Foster's character, she's kinda where it starts off from. What what do you think is the next character for you that stood out? Um Jack Crawford, her yeah. employee. Her boss. Yeah, her boss. I don't know about that guy. Well, what do you get from that guy? Kinda creepy. Kind of weird. I feel like every guy. Fucker. I feel like every guy she encounters is kind of creepy. Yeah. Cause I, uh, I mean, I mean, this movie is just about like it's a horror movie. So you know, one of the tropes of a horror movie is like the male gaze, and she's constantly getting in the male gaze, <sighs> and having us to be like in her perception, we could actually feel uh, her her um, uncomfortableness uncomfortableness around having to be in be a, around these dudes. in a room in a room full of guys, you know. <sighs> And yeah, it's job well done, you know, because it really just puts you in that place. Yeah. And having to fill out mm-hmm. for her, you know, you. And then I mean, he's he he seems like he is the kind of guy that's going to toy with anyone that he comes across, you know. Yeah, I feel like he was more of a politician type of character, if anything. Yeah. Because there is that scene where he like. Um, He's, like, secretly talking to, like, one of the cops at the funeral parlor or at the funeral home. And he was, like, whispering, you know, like, oh, like, let's not do this. And he's like, oh, yeah, all right. But then, you know, he does have the acknowledgement of Clarice noticing that. And then she, they go back in the car and he's saying, like, oh, I'm sorry about, like, me having to ask, like, the, the sheriff or whoever to go back in the room with me, you know. It's just, it's all about, like, it's that guy thing, you know? Like, they just needed to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was just a little thing between them. And I don't know if he just said that to, like, you know, give her more comfort or he was bullshitting her. Bullshit. Because yeah. this is why. It kind of seems like it's... This is why, though, because, you know, at the forefront, he knew that she, she was interested in the program. Yeah. Right? So he basically used her as a pawn, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he used her as a pawn, dude, and, and he used her as a pawn to lure him in and get information that he might know. 
Right. So um, Hannibal Lecter being him, you know. Yeah. So I think that that characteristic, that's your first, like, legitimate action that you've okay, seen. So that was your first impression on him. But yeah, he's a fucking of, user. Okay. He's in. A, he's, he uses people. So by the end, of that's the how movie, people are in prison. By the end, end of the movie, do you think like he's kind of changed or he's the kind of like? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's hard to say. Wasn't there other books on this? Yeah. I bet you it says in the other books. Well, I'm asking, how do you feel by the end of the movie on his character? Like, do you remember the ending? No, I don't. Like I said, I was watching it yesterday and I like literally, I did watch it. I did watch it. Okay. Explained it. Explain it. So like by the end of the movie, he's like, they found out he's wrong, you know? Because mm-hmm. they're tracking down like Buffalo Bill, and he got, yeah, he got intel. Um, oh, he got intel on how, on where he his location is at. Yeah, and he got led into the wrong way, basically. And he he just like, um, and then he led Clarice to go the other way, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, um, he, she was completely right. She found Buffalo Bill right away. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, like after you know he get, he's dead, uh, the case is closed basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes up to her and then she just says like, and then he's all like, "Yeah, good job, starting. Like I did not expect you to, you know, to do what uh, to do what you do, you know." Yeah. Well, at least he to, realized yeah, it. You know, he, he at least he gained the the respect. He gave he her needed. the respect. Yeah. that she deserved. But if he was an asshole, he wouldn't like you know. Yeah. But I felt like he was a good guy, but he just has his politics having to like. Um, no, I think that was a learning. That was a learning experience, probably for him. You know. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Having to have a female student that you know, I, right? It's a female yes, student. It is he a female he already student. feels like he's on a pedestal because yeah. he's in the position that he has already. Yeah. Even if, if it was a guy, he would still feel that way towards them. Yeah. If anything, and then on top of that. She's a female. Yeah. If anything, like, all the males there, um, like Hannibal Lecter, Jack Crawford, um, even that fucking asshole that was uh, uh, that was the director of the facility that, that Hannibal Lecter's from, um, they're all teachers in a way, you know? Like, every time they talked to her, they were just like, they were telling her something that was very useful, you know? Just a little... Not advice, but it was just like little tidbits about something. You will learn from that conversation. Here you go, Clarice. Here's another piece to the puzzle. And (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, you learn something. uh, She actually learned something from that. And basically, like when she was left alone to like solve like where Buffalo Bill is at, like she was trying to see like the patterns. What Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter was trying to tell her and she was actually explaining that to like her other um, uh, her other uh, colleague or yeah her colleague and she was like t- uh, talking to her like oh I think he should be this way or I think we might pin him down this way and then they were talking about the patterns of where this guy might be or pretty much pinning down where he would be and then she was actually realizing that as Clarice was like hinting at her like about the patterns and whatnot. And so in a way, like, at that point, mm-hmm. Clarice actually kind of was, like, she was already a teacher at that point, you know? Because she's already, like, talking to, like, the other female. Um, 
pointing out like, oh, what do you think he would be in this and that, or do you see the patterns of where he should be? And then mm-hmm. they caught they caught on, and then they're like, okay, well, we're going to this place, and that's where it led into like, uh, yeah, that's where it led into like uh, the discovery of uh, Buffalo Bill when she goes into that town. Yeah, you know, but I mean, it's just like. Uh, I mean, this whole movie is about, like, having that learning experience or that learning curve, you know? Because she's a trainee. And realistically... Hilarious. Like, if you're, like, starting... <laughs> if you're a trainee and you're starting out, they're not going to put you out in the field, like, right away. I mean, I don't believe so. At, at least from what I know. And they pretty... They... They kind of took some liberties. And, you know, by the end of it, once she found out, like... She found Buffalo Bill... And after that, she actually graduated and she made it. She was actually not an agent now, like a special agent. A and, special agent. And like to, and if you were to like look at her profile, like it'll probably, it'll probably be kind of like impressive. Like you're a prodigy at that point. You already first. You, already you basically your skipped. First. You have a. You smoke. basically skipped the class by solving your first <laughs> case already. Well, yeah, kind of, but no, it's a, actually you already. Uh, solve your first case before you even like became a special agent. Damn, that's what it is. That was probably really empowering for women during those times to see because in that instance you see the girl that's literally being taken in by Buffalo Bill and being tortured and being the victim, and then you see the woman on the other side that's. In, using intellect and using her, her like uh, reach in her work to kind of you know progress. Right. You it's know? a woman empowering movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in fact, like the FBI, like I said, <laughs> they actually were um, involved in the movie, and in exchange of that, they wanted to use this movie to encourage more females to go into like mm-hmm. the FBI. Really? Yeah, that's dope. And honestly, I bet a lot of people did, well, a lot of females did want to go into the FBI, even though it was dangerous work. I mean, you come up with some pretty crazy shit, but it's like you're saving your own kind, too, you know? Because especially killers like that, that are literally targeting females, you know? So it's just like, it's fucking, it's creepy, man. It's a creepy, it's a creepy field, but I mean, shout out to the people that do it. Yeah, shout out to that. It's a creep's world, but... It's a creep's world. I'm skipping on that beer, bro, because it was a little too... Yeah, I had to put pause on it. It was nice and heavy. (laughs) I regret... Sergio loves it. Yeah, I might might have to go back and grab the other half. Fuck it. Are you guys ready for the other one? Not yet? Not yet? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm going to take it. I mean, I'm just going to drink that. He's right. Yeah, bring them back. Slow, bring them back. Slow. Sip them nice and slow. Nice and slow. Like a like a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we so yeah, we should have brought Chianti. No, I, that wouldn't mix well with beer. I've been throwing up everywhere. <laughs> but I mean, all we need. Oh shit! Damn, Here, boss, I got you. I got you. Is this bring it back to me? No, no, no. That's it. There you go. I'm going to share the link now. Uh, Sorry, we're at twitch.tv forward slash Golden Craftcast. <sighs> if you're interested in watching us live. Um, we are talking about Silence of the Lambs. We're talking about Silence of the Lambs. And I'm going to share this on Facebook. 
I mean, when it comes to this movie, like... This darkness. It's just, like, weird to think, like, this is a horror movie. And when you think about horror movies, like, what do you think, Box? Like, what horror movies stick out to you when I say horror movies? Horror? Yeah. True horror? Like, horror I would movies. say, um, shit, some blood. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw was a great one because it has to do with skin and fucking... Ooh. It gets, you know? Yeah. Or the hills have eyes, the old school. Ooh, they yeah, that Exactly. The hills have eyes. Like, what do you, like, what do you think about horror movies when... Okay, this what this was a really taboo movie, but the thing is is there's not too much gore and stuff in this movie. Yeah. It's more a psychological kind of like the creep, the whole creepiness, the ambiance of the movie that makes right. it memorable. Uh, the acting obviously makes it memorable. Anthony Hopkins seduces you. Yeah, he's pretty crazy when he talks like this, very slithery, like a little snake, a snizzle, slithery little snake. That does not sound anything <laughs> like him. Hello, Clarice. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. A little smoke a little bow, Clarice, with a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, in this room, all I have is my memory, Clarice. <laughs> you do these out of uh, your memories? Oh, right. that's the Vatican, isn't it? <laughs> she has kind of like that voice. You know? He's like, was your father a coal miner? Did you get cold? <laughs> I was like, what? He, like, did multiple characters while he was talking to her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Yeah. In a way, yeah. The next person I want to talk about, Migs. Migs. Uh, <laughs> why, did you relate to him? <laughs> no, he's just... He, actually, when I looked at him, I was like, that's like Sergio. <laughs> little crawling on that the, crawling on the bars. <laughs> that reminds me of you because you're, you're all over the place. And that guy was all over the place. He was literally, like, walking on the fucking... Ceiling. He was hanging on to the fucking, um, to the chains, to the bar chains. Amazing. <laughs> like a monkey, like you would do. <laughs> I would. I would. I would. would. He would do it. Um, okay, so Migs, creepy motherfucker. I think he was probably... He was a the, minor character. He was the guy, yeah, but he made, like, he made the audience feel like, ugh, like about the movie, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It was just like that whole skeet scene. Come on. <laughs> Are we gonna deny that? That was weird. What yeah, did the What weird. did the five fingers say to the face? Okay, so this was in the book. <laughs> nah, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, this was in the book. Actually, the book was super faithful to the book to the movie. So this is what happened in or the book. Or the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe, like, the look on her face after it happened. She was like, "Ooh." Yeah, that, yeah like, that's oh got. Oh my yeah, god! I was like. I mean, we didn't lay in her hair. <laughs> it was Jesus. totally like. I mean, wouldn't you if you were like? It reminds. It reminds yeah, me of there's something about Mary. She was even Mary. acting. She Remember was just that? like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> she reacted to it. <laughs> but imagine her. She read the book. She read. So the she book. knew that was gonna happen was at some coming. point. Filming. Yeah, it so, was coming. Yeah, the, another thing to point out, Jodie Foster uh, tidbit. Jodie Foster actually tried to buy the rights for the book, but Gene Hackman beat her to it. Gene Hackman, yeah. Will, Mr. Willy Wonka himself. Mm, just like Michael Jackson. Uh, no, not that guy. That's Gene Wilder. That's Gene Wilder. Gene Hack. Who's Gene Hackman? Um, the old man that's old in everything. <laughs> yeah, he was in uh, everything. He was in Superman. He was in. Show me Gene Hackman. Yeah, he was. He uh, was in the, the Super Mario. He was movie. like Lex Luthor. He was Lex yeah, Luthor. He was Lex Luthor. Yeah. He was in Unforgiven. He was the guy from Unforgiven. He was... Yeah, he was the bad guy in Unforgiven. He was, he was a bad guy. People don't give Gene Hackman enough credit. Yeah, fuck Gene Hackman. Hey, fuck he's, you, buddy. He's a hack. 
He's like, that guy's a hack. I'm just kidding. Man. I'm just kidding. This puzzle. He's like a he's like a multiple award winning actor and stuff like that. He's like, he's a hack. Wasn't so, he the French Connection? Like yes, that's his most famous shit. No wait. Now we gotta watch that one. Was that him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that I'm was not him. Sure. Yeah, 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 that was him. It was like old school seventies. Oh yeah. I think 80s. of uh, the conversation where he's like spying on people. I was. That was an interesting movie. Um, yeah, he actually wanted to... He actually bought the rights. Him and the president of Orion Entertainment. That's no longer a studio, so... It's so old actually, that Yeah, that's no longer a Hollywood <laughs> picture studio. But at the time, they bought the rights, and Gene Hackman wanted to direct it, and he wanted to start either Jack Crawford or Hannibal Lecter, either one of them. And... Basically, this who like once he like read the like once he realized like how violent it was, he didn't want to do it, and because they already play a violent character in a movie called Mississippi Burning, I think we should cover that. That's an old school one. Yeah, yeah, we should probably cover Those that. Those are movie. all old school. And he said he didn't want to. He didn't feel like playing another violent character because it was like too much for him, you know. And I guess the rights actually got bought by the someone else or I think they still went on with it but either way they made a whole production of it and they were able to get Jonathan Demme and then Jonathan Demme actually wanted to get Michelle Pfeiffer for this who was uh, who was actually directing her in um, The Mobster's Wife and they he pretty much was fighting for her and then there's different stories on why she declined uh, they say because she read the script and it was like too dark for her and there's also the other story where like oh she wanted two million dollars and they denied her that and she said she didn't want to do it after that two million or I'm walking <laughs> exactly <laughs> I'm out of here I'm out of here Mr. I can't I can't imagine Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie <laughs> well I can why because she's the same kind of small face small yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Little petite. Yeah, well, she's put some red know. hair on her. She's pretty close. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Just her acting itself. It's just, I, don't, I, I can't really see it. Yeah, you could have put Gene Hackman and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, you know, probably yeah. got the same result. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Jodie Foster was fighting for it because she read the book and she was actually fighting to get it, to actually be in the movie. She's like, I want to be Clarice. You know, I think that was that was the whole point why she wanted to buy the rights. Yeah. She's like, I want to buy the rights, I want to produce it, she was and I want to be the lead. And then I said, okay, well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but at the end of it, she was Check she yourself. became the lead after Jonathan Demi like um, was gonna meet with her. So he, at least she got that part. She pretty much said like she was walking down the hallway to meet him, and she could already see her like her confidence in her walk. Over there, over to him, and she said, "Like I kind of see it now." And then he got into the conversation, and he said, "All right, I got the right person. You're in. You're in. You're in, girl." And she won an Oscar for it. I mean, damn. This is one of the movies where they say they won the big five. See, there you go. That's the lesson for everybody, bro. If you carry yourself with ambition and confidence, you're in. You're in, baby. Yeah. You gotta be sure. I mean, you gotta she be wanted, sure. You gotta she be. She wanted to buy the rights, and she was confident. She wanted. She really wanted to be in this movie, and to this day, she, she, she didn't regret it. 
Like she yeah. says, this is one of her favorite characters she's ever played. If it, out of all the movies that she's been in, this is her favorite one. I mean, it's a great movie, and it's it's on Showtime right now, people. So if you have Showtime, you can watch it there. You can also rent it on YouTube. Three bucks. Three bucks. Shut the hell up. Hey, at least I got a refund. <laughs> yeah, Search bought it yesterday, and honestly, I told him, like, I was like, dude, I, I know it's on Showtime. No, honestly, I, like, oh, I did. look what at a the... I, I have an app where <laughs> it looks at... You search for a movie, and then it tells you where it's streaming. Sounds like you need an update. And it seems like I need an update, because that's the first thing I thought, and I was just like, oh, shit. Because they only told me one thing. You know where I, I went? Yes, is I sure. went to look for it. I, I saw... I looked for it on Google. It said Hulu. I went on Hulu and it says, well, you don't have the Showtime add-on, so you can't watch this. So it was on Showtime. But then I was like, okay, Showtime. That's how I found it. But uh, anyways, should we take a short break? Yeah. Yeah, you want to take a short break? Let's take a short break. Uh, We're going to go ahead and share the news to everyone, make sure that we're uh, on and live, and uh, we're going to be right back. Welcome back. So, yeah, I guess we got so deep into it. We got enough talking to this, so I think we should go into our top two. Woo! Top two! Top two. Here we go. <laughs> top two. Top, 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 Top two. That sounded really creepy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, it is getting cold. Is where's that heater? Yeah. Yeah, where's that heater? Don't worry. We'll get it later. Mm. I'm cool right now. All right. So uh, we're doing the Silence of the Lambs. Top two scenes. 30th anniversary episode. It's also our Golden Craft Cast one year anniversary. It is. Didn't mention that shit. That's actually a little more important than I think fucking their 30th anniversary. No. Is our one year anniversary. We're no one. So if you're out there and you're drinking a beer, cheers. If you're out there, if you care. Cheers, mother lovers. <laughs> Golden Craft Cast. Let us know how it sounds. Give cheers us some feedback. Cast. I've got the chat right here on my phone. Let's do it. Yo. Yeah, whatever. Ear one. You too. You go. just don't understand. You just don't understand, Jack. <laughs> top two scenes. All right, let's go top two scenes. Um, you want to go first? I know you. No, this is you. You wanted to fucking do this movie, so let's go. Let's go. Top two. I let's go. Do this movie. Let's go. Your first one. Go. The gods wanted me. This fool. The film mm, gods. The movie gods. Look. This movie. It's just very, like, over the time it's gonna be significant, especially when it comes to, like, the horror genre. And not only does it have horror, but it also has suspense. Mm -hmm. And my top two scene would have to be when he escaped, uh, Hannibal escapes from the jail cell. When Hannibal escapes from the jail cell? Yeah. Because he put him in a, well, it's pretty much a cage inside, like, a, I don't even know where they put him. But it was pretty much like a, like a five-story building. And I only know this because of the scene actually told us, like, there's five floors. And when he had escapes, you just don't see it coming. Well, the first time you watch it, you when don't he gets see the it pen. 
He steals the pen no. at one point. At one point, he does steal the pen, and it does come back because he was only able to use one part of the pen to lock himself out of the yeah. cuff chains. And, you know, you're you're expecting, like, okay, he's going to escape at one point, you know? Because mm-hmm. he's a very smart uh, individual. Yeah. And when he does so, it's, like, very terrifying. And he pretty much gets, like, one cop cough, and then the other cop, he pretty much, like, bites his fucking face off. That was tight. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was, it was terrifying, but it's like, whoa, that fucker bit his face. Like, dude, (laughs) last resort, motherfucker. That's what they teach you in Krav Maga. That's what Tyson would do. He's like, this is what, remember when they showed the pictures? Like, this is what they did to her. She got close to the glass. Yeah, yeah. And then, but they never showed the pictures. I was sad about that. It was left to the imagination. That's the thing about horror. Not everything has to be shown or else, like... Yeah, yeah. You leave it the left to the imagination. Yeah, it has to be left true. to the imagination, and that whole scene, because it was actually left to the mm-hmm. imagination, because the cops, they get alerted, right? Yeah. And then they go upstairs, and they find like, yeah, one of the cops like hanging up, and then the other one dead. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, okay, they're dead. He escaped. That's what we're thinking, right? They get the dead guy, and they put him on like a stretcher, and then. They put him into the elevator, and he's like, "Oh, he's still breathing, right?" Mm-hmm. And, you know. And once you go into like the ambulance, he gets up, dun, dun. take off his face. Dun, dun. He used his fucking face to get out of that fucking building. So he disguised himself as the other guy yeah. to get out of there. <sighs> and you don't see it coming. If this is the first time you watch it, and the first time I watched it, I was like so impressed. I was like, oh my god. That's what the horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is. That's how it is. So that's it? You're t- those are your two, or do you just do one? That's that the one. The whole one. Yeah. That's fucking creepy, man. That whole face thing. I don't like faces being off people. It just doesn't, I mean, doesn't feel right. I feel like they kind of stole, after that movie, they kind of stole like the whole... Um, he meant to... Oh, no, not really, but... There's always... There's been a trope since, like, The Dark Knight where, you know, he meant to get himself caught and then he got out of, out of right. that situation. And I felt it was kind of like that type of situation that happened. The the that's part a, that's, like, that everyone knows and remembers is when he's dancing with the girl's skin on him, the Buffalo Bill. Is that... That's so one yeah, of the top... With, that's with one the, of his top two. Yeah, I was with, the, with, with the music. Do you want to talk about that? What song is it? I forgot what song. You got to know the song. I don't know the song. I'm going to find out the song. Keep talking about it. Find out the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those 70s or 80s, whatever. Those crazy ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you fuck me? Well, well, that's why That's why you fuck me. Oh, fuck me hard. And you know, let me tell you, that whole scene right there, has been in all kinds of different medias that yeah. like you know what I'm yeah. saying they made uh, fun of it Jay and, and Silent you know? Bob yeah remember yeah. yeah Jay and Silent Bob he yeah, does it yeah. when he's they're on the side of the liquor store and he starts oh, going yeah. no that's a completely different song but <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're letting you know right now what song it is <laughs> <laughs> the dance oh jeez it's it was really scary. Goodbye, horses. Yeah, yeah, 
those ones. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, okay, that scene is obviously replicated in all kinds of media. I mean, if you want to yeah. make fun of a serial that's killer, that's the way scene. to do it. That's the famous scene. It's yeah. creepy. It's erotic. It's sadistic. It was captured on film. It is also one thing that we haven't mentioned about this. This is a representation of a person trying to go through a transition. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. It's another taboo. Which is another taboo 30 years ago. Yeah, it's still today. And still today. I mean, but now it's becoming more like... like, Now today it's become like a complaint, if anything. Like it wasn't appropriate, like... uh, Representation of like a transgender person. Yeah, but honestly, saying I would, that they're serial killers, I would say like I would. Um, maybe that started make, a lot of the make, taboo yeah, on it too. I would make the argument that it, he wasn't actually like a transgender person, or thinking like, oh, he's a man trapped in a uh, female's body. It was just like, even like Hannibal Lecter told him, like he said, like, oh, he thinks he's a transgender person. He thinks he wants to become a woman. But there's In just reality, so many he factors. just wanted to fuck like, There's just so many factors up. that going into him That he's just like kind of confused And kind of fucked up Ugh. Especially considering that he's a serial killer Okay, this is going to my one of the top two scenes It puts the lotion on the skin God. Or, or else, else it gets, gets the, the hose, hose again, again. <laughs> Oh jeez Go ahead Okay The little dog I used to have one of those dogs. Okay, so that little dog, that what is it? A little poodle? It's like a little. No, like, it's not a poodle. It's, it's like called a, a bitchcon frizz. Is that? What did you call me? Bitchcon frizz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that what that whole scene. Okay, first of all, dude's got a giant well in the middle of his house. Fucking creeper. Because first of all, you have to think about. Okay, well, this is my house, so I have to keep a place to have prisoners. I'll just. Take a giant hole in the middle of my house. Okay. So that's one of the things. Okay. Because Buffalo Bill was inspired by three serial killers. One of the three was... Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy with the whole fucking... Uh, Trying to lure women in. Lure women into the van thinking he's injured and then, you know, trapping them in there. And the other one is uh, Ed Gein, which... We'll Ed Gein, yeah. Ed we'll, we'll get on later. <laughs> and, of course, the other one is Gary Whitman. Uh, Whitman. No. Whitman. Oh, Either Eric way, Whitney. Whitney. I don't no, know. It's not. It's not. It's Whitmore. Whitmore? Whitmore or something. Um, but I'll fact check it. But the point is that he actually kind of did a well like that. And he would use like, um, he would like put women in there and torture them. So he had Ooh. like a special compartment where he would keep on like uh, underground basically like using that uh, fucking tunnel and it was basically his garage just like it was like in Buffalo but like uh, basement arrangement Edmund Kemper is that what you're talking about? Kemper? oh the Kemper kind of like that's BTK no? no no Edmund Kemper was Kemper the, was a big dude yeah he was the big dude from Mind Reader yeah oh, Mind okay, Hunter yeah. Mind Hunter okay that's yeah. what I was gonna say earlier is like this gave me like a lot of Mind Hunter vibes like I feel like it was before Mindhunter. It was before Mindhunter. That's what I'm saying. Like, this movie this probably gave... Yeah, based yeah. Mindhunter on. Yeah, exactly. 
And Excuse me. This it, thing's a, it's like, a little, it's a little, little gassy. It's a little gassy. gaseous. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is barrel age. It's kind of, you know, that's the good thing we got the mics. Right. Back up, baby. But, yeah, uh, I mean, even talking about Mindhunter, like yeah. the FBI a- uh, agent that's based on him. Yeah. Um, he, that guy was actually based on the guy that consulted with the actor who played Jack Crawford. Oh, wow. Yeah, so at the time, he was actually trying to... Um, he was solving the case for the BTK killer. Oh, at that time. At that time. And he didn't find him until, like, 2001. So he, he was still... in. He was still in investigation under that shit, but I mean that just tells you that much about like how uh, how much media has like exposed like the serial killer like I don't want to say culture but like just like the true crime culture in itself. Dude, I mean this movie was probably a really big pivot towards that it was whole big, realm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because it it was like okay people like this. Yeah, because it was at a peak where like that shit was going around. Yeah, I mean, we just left the 70s and then going into the 80s. Yeah, thing. Yeah, and, then, yeah. Know, and I mean all the cop more. shows, all the cop TV shows, but this was a different take. I yeah. mean this was around the time I'm guessing was, SVU. Yeah, it wasn't like procedural or anything by that means. It was just very much like a... This shit was, like it I was said, ahead of his time. Drama. When did Law & Order SVU come out? The, this was ahead of his time, this movie. Definitely. 1999. So this was shortly after Silence of the Lambs. Years. Yeah, I mean, at least a decade after. I mean, but Law & Order in general was... Uh, when was Law & Order created? Yeah, SVU. <laughs> when was Law & Order aired? First aired. September 13, 1990. So it was around that time. So it was yeah. right before this yeah, movie came out, like a year before. So, I mean, like, right. that whole... I mean, it started out, you know? Yeah. I mean, I and think from... Because you could just say, like, dealing with, like, a crime when it comes to law and order. Yeah. It wasn't, like, you know, that sphere of, like, uh, the true crime. And I think just true crime just Jesus came forward, yeah. like, along the years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe move the mic a little bit, a little bit closer to you, Serge. Like you just barely noise. Yeah. I think it's, no, I think it's right right here because I could hear myself. Yeah, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. I think that worked actually. Okay. Um. So. A mix of three different serial killers. So he's basically like a, they the writer may, basically made like a copycat of three different serial killers in one. Yeah, basically, like, in his That's characteristics, like I said, like, his whole basement setup, that yeah. was based on one killer. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Ted okay. Bundy with, like, so, the whole thing. Okay, so, yeah, but that mean. scene, though, that scene, it gets the lotion on the skin with the basket. Oh, please, no, Yeah. No. I was like, oh, my God, like, this lady. But then when she sees the fingernails on the wall... And remember, you. Up, yeah. but before you have that other, uh, that's my other, that's my other scene, but we'll talk about that after. But what that's what leads into it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm, I should have done it backwards, but it's cool. Um, that, that shit was horrendous. And you could tell like the actor himself, I, like the Buffalo Bill character, like yeah. when he's telling her and giving her the commands, like he like almost feels bad too. Like oh, he's yeah. just like. Like it hurts him to say it, but he's still telling her to do it. Yeah, you know, so it's like so weird. It's like he's it's, playing like this conflicting personality. Yeah, he's very conflicting because I mean, his whole motivation was to like get her skin, you know, and that's what she wanted to put lotion on her skin. Yeah, and he referred to her as it, you know, and the well, lotion was the to like, and the lotion was to prep her skin. Right. Yeah. 
or else it gets the hose again. So before that, I mean, before that scene even happened, it's just left with the imagination that he hosed her down to yeah. torture her and say, like, you're going to do what I'm saying. I'm going to hose you down. Yeah. And no, you're going to be cold. Yeah. No, he's cleaning the skin when he hoses down. Yeah, that could be it, too. Yeah. But she, he did oh, threaten oh. her with it, though. Oh. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so, <laughs> so this takes me to a story. Of my friend, good friend Ian, we've had had him on a call in before. Last week, and uh, he told me this story about his dad once that he goes and he tells his dad he's he was watching Silence of the Lambs the night before or something like that, and his dad was like, "Ian, go take out the trash," yeah. and Ian was like, "It puts the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the hose again." <laughs> and then he goes, "It goes and takes out the trash." Or it gets a foot in its ass. <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> and he said it so quick, and he was like, I'm, I'm going to go take out the trash. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, that's that's pretty impressive. It was off the cuff. That was it was perfect. And, and to this day, every time I think of that movie now, I think of what Ian's dad said to him because it was just so off the cuff, like cunning. You know what I'm saying? And he took out the trash. So if you ever have a teenager... That is whittling your balls. You fucking get them with a cunning remark and they won't question it. They won't, especially <laughs> something that clever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Rest in peace. I think we're ready for the next one. Yeah, RIP. Yeah, fucking Ian. Ian knows. I was going to share this story. I told him. Um, let's go back again. Let's go back to you. Yeah. Back this way. I think we should open another no, beer, like... Hey, like, yo, calm the fuck down. Introduce one. Well, no, that's why I don't like this one. It's, t- it's a little too... Well, look, I like... You said it. <laughs> I like this one, but for the podcast, for us talking and stuff like that, it's becoming a little... A little... A little... It tastes like rum, bro. Let me just put it down. I like way. rum. Oh, that's yeah, like, why I like it. Oh. Well, I'm okay. I mean, I'm almost done with it. I'm almost done with it. But, like, I've been sipping away at it. It's a little strong, though. Might as well finish it, right? Cheers to the craft. Cheers to the craft. So, my top two. <laughs> so, my second pick. Um, wow. It would have to be... The reason I bring it up is because we usually do a, a split in between the second round. No. That's why. That's how we do Yes, we do. But... I think my second one would have to be that whole story she's telling with um, with the lambs. Cause, that's I mean, the whole movie, basically. That's the whole movie. I mean, I was going to pick it, obviously, but I don't know. Like, it's just like, that's what he wanted, ultimately. Like, that was the, um, I want to say a famous phrase, but I'm completely blacking out. But it's at nine point five, bro. Is that nine point? <laughs> no, it's nine point six. Nine point six 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 six. Yeah, this is a sipping beer, bro. This is like to sip only. It's pretty strong. But he just pretty much like got the treasure. He pretty much got the gold that he wanted. And when he's telling that story about like his her dream about the lambs, or I think it was um, an actual story. I because right after, because her whole background, it's about background, really. 
I mean, all of its background. Yeah. I mean, you, you get introduced. You get introduced to Hannibal, and he already has a background that you. He's called Hannibal the Cannibal, so that obviously leaves the mind open and the audience open to interpretation of, you know, obviously he fucking eats people. Yeah. I mean, there's a. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a whole prequel on that, but aside from that, like, uh, I want to. I want to read that now. Yeah, Maybe they should. Know. Well, no. We could get an audible. Okay, so what? What I mean, probably now is not the right time to talk about it, but they are doing a series on, hand, like yes. Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah, a new one. Really? Yes. You didn't know this? Jesus, I heard that, bro. They announced it during the Super Bowl. They had an ad for it. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was working my ass off. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, well, TV series. Drunk. Uh, initially, they they were thinking of having like Clarice her own show and stuff, but oh, I'm it's going to be called Hannibal. Oh, there's there's one already. already one already. Yeah, already. honey, but there's a new one that's going to come out. Is it Clarice? Clarice? Clarice. Yeah, it's called there you Clarice. Go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I just I was just like literally the only thing I heard about is like there was going to be a yeah. It's called standalone, Clarice. Standalone like um, Signs of the Lambs. Thing. Yeah. And it was going to focus on Clarice. They have the cast out. Yeah. We'll do this on the. We'll talk we'll, about we'll the talk cast about on that. sip on this. Yeah. So, uh, going on. Yeah. Like, on our sip on this segment. Yeah. Cause, later on. Yeah, cause. Yeah, really going on like um, that scene where she was talking about that. Like it just says a lot of balance about like Clarice because she has that whole dream about like the lambs, and then he kept like. All right. Talk about the her. talk about the dream. Say the dream. So basically, she's saying that she heard something. And it sounded like a scream. And she went into the barn because after her dad died, she got orphaned to a family member that the owned uncle a farm. And the aunt. Yeah, that they had a farm and then they had lambs and cows and whatnot. And she heard a scream and it came from the barn. And when she went into the barn, it was a lamb. And that lamb was actually supposed to get like um, slain, pretty much killed off. Slaughtered. They slaughtered. And she was protecting him, so she ran off with it. And then once, like, the cops, like, came up, the cops came after her, and they caught her. The lamb was, like, she pretty much, like, she, it pretty much got slaughtered. It's, 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 it's actually a double interpretation of, like, the, the Bible, the lamb being led to the slaughter, kind of, you know. That's my point. Like, just her having to hear this, I'm sorry, the scream actually came from the lamb. Right. And that's what attracted her. And she wanted to save the lamb. In the way, she wanted to be a shepherd. And, right. You know, pretty much like a potential. I got to say this, though. A lot of Emmy worthy movies always have some kind of connection to the Bible. Well, that's like... I right? think the Bible just has a lot of influence, like, in... Everything. Well, there's wisdom in that book, that especially like well, in media. Well, I'm not, I'm not speaking like against literature. it, but I'm saying like I'm starting to see this kind no, of connection yeah. between those kinds yeah. of films and how how they're written, how they're incorporating a kind of yeah. uh, correlation to Christ, right? In that it's context, you know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of movies where it's like there's that Jesus Christ figure, Superman, Neo from the Matrix. Um, Right, right. Yeah, the guy, exactly. The lion exactly. from like, the prophecy. Lion King, Neo, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's not just like the Bible, but they also the borrow Oracle. things from like Greek mythology yeah. or like mythologies from all, all type of cultures. Right. You know? That's a good one. 
Yeah. And the Silence of the Lambs. Why do you think it's called the Silence of the Lambs? Uh, because she wants to hear the Silence of the Lambs. Because after, like, uh, she got Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. Hannibal actually, like, gave her a call. And then he talked, he was referring to her stories like, well, Clarice, have the, um, have the lambs uh, uh, stop crying? Uh, stop, like, yeah, basically stop right. crying. Right. So she was the protector. And she wanted to, like, you know, maintain silence the silence the of the lambs. Dun, dun, dun. I, I feel like that was the scene. No, no, That's beautiful. That was um, worth mentioning, you know, and having yes. to, like, dissect it. Look at Surge. Look, Look at, at Surge. Bro. I you see this? Knew. Good for knew. you, bro. We, we're going to cut this clip, and you're going you're gonna <laughs> to send this to your fucking teachers when they ask you, write a paper on this, be like, watch this, and then tell me I if I need to write a paper. Impressed. They're like, oh, yeah, no shit, stupid. <laughs> no, I already knew why it was called Silence right. of the Lambs. I just All right, so let's like, go a little deeper into it, Surge. Let's dissect the did. Silence of the Lambs That's a little what further. We're doing. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. All right, you ready for your next one? My next. Uh, your next scene my next from scene? the movie. Yeah, the, what did the five fingers say to the face? That's not what they said. Splash. <laughs> <laughs> I friend. know what Look. scene you're talking about, that, but that, that's that, a terrible that, that way scene, to describe that it. That's a terrible way to bring it up. <laughs> that is a terrible well, way to say it. Well, I didn't say it in a, you know, like, oh, fuck Okay, it. what's the scene you're referring to? Or do you, you want know, to talk about You really don't know? Yeah, I just did. Well, you know, I said it in a nice way. Nobody. Basically. <laughs> no, you didn't. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> but, well, describe the scene. But yeah, that's Describe that the scene. shocks you in the beginning. In the beginning scene. Boy, when he's when he's, Mix, when she's walking Mix. through That's when why. she's walking through your boy Mix. the aisle, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, Migs does what? But what did the five fingers say to the face? What does that mean? A lot of people are not gonna come get on, that. bro. No, come I'm on, just bro. saying. What is he? Oh no, what does he say <laughs> before he does it? <laughs> yeah, what is he? He doing? said, "I." He said, "I cut my wrist." No, it's like I'm hurting my shit. No. Somewhere between the lines of like it hurts or like he's like I cut my wrist I got blood all over myself and then he goes like that something like that yeah and then he throws it <laughs> his ejaculation See, you guys are getting in deep on into a fucking on an eight on a on an FBI <laughs> agent <laughs> to him but she's actually a trainee it doesn't matter it's a person I don't think he even wasn't aware that it was that part is shocking he was a bro. fucking psycho that part wakes psych- you up bro he, wasn't, he probably wasn't conscious about things remember Hannibal even saw- Hannibal even asked her too yeah what did Mix tell you next door yeah maybe. he could smell my cunt sir I cannot <laughs> but I mean, that's what he says. I mean, that's I, that's what speaks between like the guy next to him. They're complete. Like I'm saying, they're completely different breeds. Yeah, but they're still referring and talking about the situation and talking about it. Yeah. Like they're getting that. some kind of. But the, no, that's the point of her actually. No, that's the whole point of asking her. Like, oh, what did he say? Oh, I can't smell. Like, I can't smell that, but I could smell your fragrance. And mm-hmm. he, he kind of like I describes her. Describes you use Avion for life. Your skin, he said. That's so oh, creepy. Uh, come on. This like, I mean that whole scene. That's why that whole scene was just like. The but then when she it, that was the introduction to him. That was yeah, that's it, that was getting getting like, into hey, there. People. But then once she left, that's when that situation happened. Yeah. Once so on her out, way out. Come so back, that was like, Come back. Here's a nice exit. <laughs> yeah. Once and then he called her back. Yeah. Once it got chaotic. 
She's all like, come back, come back. Yeah. Like, that was a and test. He, and she got real close to the That scene was glass. intense, bro. That first scene. Like, it was very intense. It's that's like, the yeah. hook. That's the that hook. was the hook. That's what hooks you into the whole movie. It's like, come very back. Much so. Yeah. Come that's back. why I loved it. And then, he's, and then he tells her that first information. He's all like, okay, I'll give it to you. So in a way, he was kind of toying with her. Usually, I think, I think uh, they put this movie on like TV around Thanksgiving, like at, in like early two thousands or something like that. Some around ca- it was on cable. It was, it was on, on cable, cable in like our early two thousands. Those were the good. And they watched it. They they were watching it on Thanksgiving, and then that scene happened. And I was still pretty young, but I didn't like know what happened. You're like this eating and your stuff in. I, and, oh, and, ah. and, and I and I hear my family and I hear the women in my family go, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you know as a young kid it's like whoa this movie tragically whoa. affected women in my life what happened <laughs> you know what I'm saying was like, that some eggnog that's what I'm saying it tragically <laughs> affected people like yeah like, it's a traumatizing it fu- movie it's a traumatizing it fucked up Manny's Thanksgiving it fucked up your Thanksgiving let me tell you that stuffing didn't taste so good afterwards yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was in grandma's pudding <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie about trauma you know? It is Sorry, But that's God. what I'm no, saying works. though And it's like making light of it But that's what we do on the craft Sorry <laughs> You know so true uh, I guess But I'm No like sorry. That's what I'm saying Like that was That was That was my first insta- Instance of the movie Of like Vibes from that movie Was yeah. females in my family Just Going like, <gasps> Don't and like being shocked by what yeah. was going on, the right? The dudes were loving it, and I was like too young. I was like <laughs> trying to think, of what's going on? No, 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 Miko. No, 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 Miko. You don't know what this is. You don't know what this. Is. I don't get it. Don't what get he threw it. at her? Boogers? <laughs> <laughs> he he boogers on her. He sneezed on her. He sneezed really far. <laughs> I was young, oh, man. I didn't know, God. but yes, definitely that scene. Okay, far, yeah. my second scene. <laughs> the scene. When they have, they're in the autopsy room, and it's her first op- autopsy, and she's with the doctor, Doctor Richardson. Richardson? It's not Richardson, is it? No, I just don't remember the doctor. No, like the one with the glasses, the one who hired her boss. Oh, Jack Crawford. Yeah, Jack Crawford. That dude. He goes and he he's has a like doctor. a little. He, he, well, he is a doctor too. He's Doctor Crawford. Yeah, he's a doctor too. Okay, yeah, that's I'll why take, he has I'll a position. Yeah, I'll take your so, um, so they go and he has a little vial, like a little chapstick thing in his pocket, like right, um, with sulfati sol or whatever. I don't know what the fuck is. It's <laughs> it weird... like a, a lip balm, like a lip balm. But he yeah. goes and I thought he was gonna put it on lips. No, he puts it in his nose, and he goes and he passes it to the homie, like take a hit, and then he goes and he goes like that and he puts it, and I was like, oh shit, it's because the dead body. And it's like, this is one thing about movies. They have to do their justice in creating an environment that's smelly visually. And that was a way to do it. Like, yeah, the smell of sense. a body. They, they give you a sense of, like, of what it's it is about a, what it is to be in the room yeah, with yeah. them and having to smell a literal body, yeah. like the inside of a body. And living or dead. And it's fucking crazy, bro. It's like, that's like almost her initiation into. Yeah. That that for me, in a lot of ways, that was a graduation. 
that was a graduation scene because she's now being put into here's the dead body, dead body and she was in charge of doing the the reports of taking the picture well yeah. not taking the pictures Go brother, ahead. if I may say I, I have a brother-in-law who was a security guard in and Mm-hmm. He he told me that he ran into um, one of his co-workers. He hadn't been to work for a couple of days, and he had to go to his house to see what happened. And he found the dead body in his house. Oh, my and God. Then, and then, yeah, and then he smelled it. It was there for a couple of days, and then he smelled it. And fucking, yeah, dude, like, if you, you know, I guess that's a, that's a touchy... Yeah, that's what that, I'm saying. And, and I've heard other people in the medical field that, like, do open back surgery or open whatever surgery yeah. and they were like dude it smells like once you open a body like there's yeah. a smell it's it, you'll never yeah. forget it i guess you yeah know, you never that, forget that's it what I, asked and him and I mean me. but that that's that was a good visual representation of the the daily things that people have to go through yeah. uh doing autopsies doing all kinds of shit criminal investigations and yeah. that's where they find the moth in her mouth right well it was the larva. Yeah, the like larva. The oh, yeah. and it made it to a moth. And he grabbed her. And that was actually, that was actually a uh, tootsie roll. They made that shit out of tootsie roll. <laughs> really? So if she were to swallow it, because the actress was actually playing dead. That looked really good for a goddamn tootsie yeah. roll, dude. That was a real tootsie good, roll. Yeah. That's crazy. Props tootsie to roll. the prop master, you know. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, they, they were able to, like, um make it out of a tootsie roll and in case she swallowed it like it would actually be edible you know but um that's actually a good scene because like the way that i saw it was like um the fact that crawford would just like throw it to him it was like an instinct like oh like we've done this before you know mm-hmm. and it was a thing between them and then uh the guy next to her hands it to her and the fact that she actually because i noticed this uh this time watching it around where she gets the thing, but she turns around. Yeah. She turns around just to, like, put, to, like, that lotion into her... Uh, she turns around to put it on? On her face, on her nose. Because she doesn't want to do it in front of them. Yeah. So he's just describing a lot about them. The situation. About every character in that room, you know, and the situation as well. And it's just, like... That's they cool. want to see her putting it's deep. It's, it's you just detail. see the differences, detail. you know. Just like it, it is the details, you know. Details. And you can see it as vanity, but it's just the fact that you know this is the first time. Well, honestly, one that. thing that really stood out to me in that sequence after that was how in depth and in detail yeah. she was about describing every, uh, you know. Uh, Signature of abrasion or, you know, like yeah. anything on the body, like, you okay there, buddy? <laughs> like, uh, anything. Hi, hi, I'm a sixth grader. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that was really weird for me because it was, well, not weird, but it just showed more of like that female kind of like take she was taking charge in that situation and yeah. she was the one really doing a lot of the observations she was that ex- a lot of people that was her fascination if anything like she was like she knew she wanted to do this yeah and yeah. i don't i didn't see any other males in the room they were kind of like agreeing with her and what she was saying mm-hmm. but she was the one really analyzing it and doing it very she fast she was pretty much doing the legwork yeah she was doing the legwork but i also feel like the the other guys they were like waiting to see what she would say too in a way yeah to kind of like almost testing her like that's what i'm saying like that in a way was a graduation because she was noticing stuff and all the other dudes in the room were that were you know have been doing that for a long time saw and agreed with and you know that's how they kept on you know 
kind of well after that moment I, I feel like she graduated like in their eyes you know that she was ready to do that or she was like becoming a potential you know mm-hmm. like uh, like I said, dude, like, at that point, she, it, no, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like for me, the, yeah, okay, go ahead. Well, for well, her, I don't, I don't think it was potential though. I think they saw that she, she's in now because she was in the room seeing the dead body with them. Yeah, she was the only woman in the room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think for me, like that already was the stand. That was like the meeting room. That was like where they conducted business, you know, and she was already in that room. So for me, like she's in, you know, kind of in a way like she was in at that point. They're going to start kind of trusting her, but then they still didn't show her that full trust. Right. You know, there's still things in the back of their head. But like in reality, that scene right there kind of shows that she had the the gusto to be able to deal with the same situations that they did or the balls right. easy I'll, you know? I'll take I'll take your word for that and I'm yeah. doing that with quotation marks for the audio podcast yeah. but the fact that he chose her was just like um like it it just tells you like she's ahead of her class you know yeah because yeah there has to be a good reason why he she had to go to his office and mm-hmm. you know um, we're dealing with the Buffalo Bill case. And the first thing she sees when she walks into the office is, like, the Buffalo Bill case. Like, all the mm-hmm. newspaper, all the intel that they have on them. And just having to, like, pinpoint, like, where his attacks The happened. business at and hand. That shit. Exactly. Yeah. So she already knew what she's getting herself into as soon as yeah. she walked into the I room. mean, I, that's a great scene for me because it also, like I said, SVU, Law & Order SVU. That was kind of like... <laughs> That was kind of like the template. Yeah, that was the procedure part of the movie. Yeah, Even though it and it was really, movie. it was done really good. I think it was done really well in the room that they had. It made it really kind of intimate, like an intimate experience between all the people that were looking at this corpse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's I like want to use that word. Well, it was a corpse. It was a corpse. It was a dead corpse. You know, but it was an intimate experience of connecting this person with what's going on in their lives too, because now that's their case that they're dealing with. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now this is their jobs on the line. They're using, well, not using, but they're analyzing this corpse. And this is going to help people not become corpses in the future. I don't know about that, but. Yeah, because that's Buffalo Bill. I mean, that's what they wanted to see, what what he was using. They wanted to learn about him through what he did to the corpses. Yeah. That was the whole point of that. They wouldn't have passed. They wouldn't seem like the moth, you know. The mouth oh, that was man. like in the back of her throat. If it was they took a game. picture of her mouth. Because she's, said, yep, she's the that? one that said. There's, there's she, something, there's in, her something in her throat. And she got that saying. She she's the one that got it, yeah. And that was the major That clue. was the key. That was the major clue. Exactly. See? <laughs> I was right. Yeah. See? All right. All right, so. Uh, let's get into our next beers. No? Let's right, get let's into our next beers. Let's do a short little break. I got to use the restroom. Let's do five minutes. Five minutes? Five minute break. Five, ten minutes. Five to ten. And we're powered up off this next drink. What is this? What does those do? Are those spray cans? Let me get one of those spray cans, bro. Fucking. Let me go tag up the wall, my neighbor's wall. I'm turning on the image so you can see the image of what we're drinking right now. Are those fucking spray cans, bro? Give me the pink one. Oh! Give me the pink one, brother. Oh! Give me that. I'm gonna give him Mr. Pink. Pinky Pinkerton, bro. Come on, you know all right, me. All right, all right, pink. Mr. Pinkerton. You guys he likes see the pink. He likes the pink. You guys see me on Red Dead, Mr. All right. Pinkerton. This is our Pinkerton's. next beer of the night. 
This is the like Boomtown Artist Series. This has been really popular on social media right now. It looks like a four-pack of paint cans. Gold, green, pink, and... Let me show mine. So I want to show the, the people mine. Show them. Dude, it's up there. It's up there on the thing, bro. The pinky can. No, it's like a spray can. One day, one day we could do like that. <laughs> that would be really cool if we could do that live. Do that graphic. All right, well, uh, it's uh, a collab with Neff. It's a collab with Neff. Neff? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Boomtown. Boomtown, fuck yeah. Boomtown, Neff collab. It's a limited series, 2021 Graffiti IPA. It is a non-filtered D IPA, which means double IPA, 8.4. Holy crap. And it's a nice paint. It's a nice paint of paint. Look, it says interior, exterior brew. brew. I love it. It's cool because it has different color tops, but they're all the same brew. So that's actually on the artwork. This is badass. Cheers to that, bro, because it really... Is the beer as good as the art? Let's crack into it. Let's crack into it, baby. Look at it. Let's find out. Box is getting fancy with his pores now. Look at him. We showed him the ways. At least we got one glass. Jeez, you gotta gotta tip slow, bro. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, 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 cheers. To the craft, laddies. To the craft, motherfuckers. Excuse my language. Wow. Let me tell you something. That wow. is smooth, Whoa. fresh, Whoa. tart. Whoa. Um, makes you feel good inside. Wow. Sounds very. It, it's like a juice. Whoa. It's <laughs> like very good. It it's a good is one, bro. Very very creamy in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I'm getting a very lot creamy. of. What kind of? It doesn't say what kind of hops there are Dude, in this. They does didn't it? give the recipe on this. It's either. a little bit citrusy. Yeah, it's it's it probably has citra hops then. Yeah. Citra hops. No recipe. Oh, um, recipe. We got nefink.com is written on the can, so Ooh. that's pretty t- cool. These fuckers ain't talking about what they put in it. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. Which Boomtown. Is cool. I mean, it sticks to what, you know, on the on the side right here, I'll read, though. It's, Boomtown's it's, good. Boomtown, Because usually, shit, usually on paint cans, they have the attention, extreme flammable sign right now. Yes. So on the side, it says, attention, extremely delicious if swallowed. <laughs> Accept no imitations. <laughs> Live life by your own terms. Make your mark. Take that chance. Rise above. Ask her out and get busy living. What? That's what it says no. on the side of ice. <laughs> Ask her out, bro. Tomorrow. Ask her out, dude. It's Valentine's. Tomorrow. It's the Valentine's it's Day the episode, Clarice. The Valentina. Hello, Clarice. It's a lot of episodes. It's the thirtieth anniversary for Silence of the Lambs. It's our first. Our first one year anniversary since Woo-hoo! when we started the podcast. Well, closest one. I mean, this is. Do we want to mention what they were? Yeah, we're gonna mention it all. Just it's on. It's the go to the first yeah. episode. Yeah. I mean, it's like, tomorrow's <laughs> Valentine's it's like, Day. No, what I'm it's saying is these- like. We're filming on the 13th, but our first episode was on the 16th. So I don't even so know that's that. Like the so thing. yeah, <laughs> this is the this is like this around the time that we would do it. Yeah, so it was like three years. So this is pretty much our closest episode to our anniversary. And you could hear the quality difference. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. From from then to now, 
the quality and sound and our in ourselves. Those it's of you so that have listened to us since the first episode, maybe there are some. I don't know. There's I think we like caught we kind of caught people like kind of halfway through our journey of really starting to I think it was like when we got and, the hang of it, yeah, you know. I think it was off and on. They're like, "Oh, I guess I'll watch this." We episode. kept it going. Now we're streaming people. And uh, now we're also... And now it's three of us. What? I it's, thought they both started. <laughs> we actually well, started I'm, it with two. We went to three and then went back to we two, might have 20. two we and might then have went 20 to guests. Million. And I like having guests. And Boxer, you've been a great guest. We've had it's you for my many pleasure, of, uh, boys. My pleasure. Many podcasts. And cheers, thank cheers. you for here, letting here. us... Here, laddie, here. Yeah. Spot. yeah. Uh, yeah, the spot and, yeah. and, you know, try these delicious beers with you, man. Because these are... Dude, I keep looking at this can like it's going to spray some paint. <laughs> right? Yeah. I love this. I love it. It tastes so good. Yeah, I think that's why we're not talking. It's great. It's fucking great. Like, that's how you know what beer is good is nobody talks. I hope my beer fucking is just as good as that. Shut yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. We got, another, we got another one in coming. store. Coming. Another one that's coming we'll, later I won't on. mention it till right. later when I bring right. it out. But right. Yeah. yeah. We got to right. pay respects. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so, respect I mean so far, how does it, how do you guys like this beer? Because I kind of went off. It's fucking great. It's. Okay. I'd buy it Go again. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'd buy it again. Basically, it's fucking, it's citrusy. It's a, what, IPA? It's a double, it's a double IPA. Double IPA. Oh, even better. It's an eight point four. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't have thought. It's it was right. 8. Yeah. 4. It's a couple. It's not nine six six six. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's I wouldn't eight. have thought it was eight point four. It's crazy because Still, for us, this like is light. Oh, this great. is like such a light beer, but it's eight point four. You know what I'm saying? Like a it's light a, beer would have been like drink, drinking a Bud Light. Of the other one. Anything will be a creeper. Let me go show Like if we drink a Bud Light first and then started drinking, we were like, oh damn, this Let me show them how golden it is. Show them how golden it is, bro. Show that golden craft. Show, golden show them craft. the golden craft. Nice. Can't really see it with this light, honestly. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. You know what? Do this. Do this. Oh, no, no, don't, right, don't do it. Don't do that oh. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see it now. Manny, just, just turn it off after you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that one I noticed earlier, it kind of made it... Made it glare? Yeah, it made it gotcha. glare. Yeah. Nah, that's perfect way though. All right, so... Um, you guys want to move on? Uh, <laughs> Let's move... Moving on. The so artist cut, series, Boomtown, delicious. Yeah. So I kind of want to mention just briefly about, like, the sequels towards the Silence of the Lambs. Because after that was, like, Hannibal, which actually was, like, 20 years old. <laughs> From this year, and then they had Red Dragon, and then they had like Red Dragon. Rising. I was I was a fan of right there. Yeah, I, I went to see it in the theaters when it came out. You know that's a prequel, right? Yeah, the prequel. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Yeah, it was a big old the hype up. You know, yeah, yeah. I want to go see I, it. I honestly think that movie was pretty good too. It was cool. Yeah, it was a cool movie. Like, yeah, yeah. I. Like yeah, it wasn't as good as like Science of the. The actors were great. You know what I mean. But just having like good Ed story. Norton, Edward Norton in that movie. Edward Norton, and the other dude, the other dude, he was a good like British actor somewhere out yeah. there. Oh fucking um, the Wolf, um, Harvey uh, Keitel was in that. Harvey Keitel. Keitel, I yeah, think it was Crawford. Right. He was. He you know, Crawford. you notice like we've done a lot of podcasts that we refer to Harvey Keitel as the Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because like that's the one that stands out the most. Exactly. Well, was he Mr. Pink or who was he, Mr. No, Blue? he was Mr. White. Mr. White. Was Mr. No. On oh, no. Reservoir White. Dogs. Yeah. He was. Mr. White. Mr. White. Yeah. 
One of those is yeah, Who no was way. Mr. White <laughs> and Hannibal Mr. Dogs? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Mr. Blonde for some reason. Mr. Blonde? No, I think that was the cop. No, that was... No. He was the orange See? guy. Oh, yeah, it was Oh, him. Well, yeah, Mr. Yeah, White. Mr. White. Damn, Manny. I know. I know sometimes... Good for you. Sometimes I do. <laughs> he was also in Mean Streets. Yeah, Mean Streets. Yes. Mean Streets. Oh, with young Robert God. De Niro. No. Both with young Robert De Niro. With no both boys. Of them no boys. Yeah, they're both. Dude, that, <laughs> it was about loan sharks, bro. That's like a 70s concept. There's no fucking loan yeah. sharks now. You know who all the loan sharks are? They're in your wallet. Credit cards, baby. They're there. That was I think before credit been cards. loan sharks as long as we live. When, did, when were credit cards invented? 1950s. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 1940s, 1950s, around that era. Fact check. When were credit cards invented? Fact check that motherfucker. Fact check that. Actually, there you go. The modern payment card was created in 1950 by Ralph Schneider. Wow, there you Good for you, too, sir. Look at you, man. Sometimes we know people. Sometimes we actually know. (laughs) 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 This is a disclaimer, actually. If anything, like... We're not the Simpsons. We're right. Things. Sometimes, this is, this and should, we're admitting to it. This should turn into a game show. Good for you. <laughs> Whoa, careful there, buddy. We need a bell. Ding, 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 ding. We need our yeah. own soundboard. Um, uh, Roxy was actually ta- talking about that, that we could get like an app or something yeah. that does that. We could have different stuff come up when we click the thing. I gotta it's get that all piano. about having things. Yeah, and Box is gonna get a piano that he could play songs for us on. That's yeah, cool. and then I'm gonna, gonna be get great. in the band, but we're gonna have to keep so, someone Manny, out. But have you watched any of the pre oh, sequels? I'm looking forward to the new show because I feel that's like that's a no. That's Clarice, Yes, that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. You ever I've seen Hannibal? Seen, no, I haven't seen it. You ever seen? I think I have seen it, but then I got bored and stopped watching it because I hate Edward Norton. It wasn't that wasn't with what? Edward Norton. <laughs> That's another episode, people. That was actually a different one. Listen, Fight Club's another story from Edward Norton. What? But when he played the Hulk, come on, man. How about twenty four hours? Yeah, when I he's, agree a, with that. he's a heroin dealer <laughs> and he's about to go in and do like life or something. I haven't seen that, but we'll, we'll give it a watch. Bad one, bro. We'll give it a watch. Bro. Look, this is Stop my opinion standing. Edward, bro. Alright, go ahead. Nah. He's an Edward lover. Cool. Uh-huh. This guy over here. Boxes I'm, not gonna, good I'm not gonna Look, argue He's a lover though. of everything I love him He's a lover He's a Not lover. a fighter not No a he's lover. a fighter He's a lover, a lover. I'm a lover and a fighter uh. See I'm defending him <laughs> I'm a lover <laughs> and a fighter A lover and, and a fighter A gangster and a gentleman Oh god Cheers To the craft people To the craft To the craft. fucking craft To the gangster Come on. Here, here. To the gangster gentleman To the gangster And the gangster Ladies <laughs> you know where to find me at Boxabelly at gmail.com Holla Holla Squala Nah <laughs> Hot tamale Squala and Hot tamale <laughs> Alright so uh, Where we leave off um, Dude Fruity Pebbles What I just tasted Fruity Pebbles right now You taste mm-hmm. Fruity Pebbles in everything yeah. Okay, so a little tidbit after closing this little segment. Um, so that's good. I was supposed yeah, to have, do I that was supposed to have a friend on this episode, and he actually told me a tidbit that. It Why meant, don't you uh, give him a shout out? Uh, shout out to Justin Garcia. If you're watching, Justin. What up, boo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're oh intimidating them, bro. Stop. <laughs> 
He's like, oh my god, who are these people? <laughs> oh, jeez. So he actually read all the books. We don't even know him. <laughs> yeah. he, he read all the books and he told me, like, at the end of the Hannibal book, um, Clarice and uh, Hannibal actually have a love scene. They have an what? affair. Yeah, they run off together and they have an affair. And they, they run after off they together after, after yeah. he escapes. That's my kind of movie there. And instead of killing Clarice, he makes sweet, sweet love to Clarice. <laughs> 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 Don't do that ever again. Can you please use that to cut segments of this? <laughs> right after they have a fine Chianti. <laughs> I think the Chianti led it to the side. Dude, they have a pop of Hannibal Lecter. And he's in his blue jumpsuit going like this. Just standing. It's it's hilarious. It's white. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Yeah, but honestly... It used to just be fun to say that. You know, before I even watched the movie. It was just creepy. It's creepy never, to say it's the name. Just, are you just saying that you never watched the movie, but you just... Well, when I was younger, I used to just say, hello, Clarice, because I knew it would freak people out, but I didn't know why. And then I watched the movie, and then I was like, all right, now I know why. You didn't, so like so you didn't shape, understand did you? the context, and then you watched the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, huh. Yeah, but they were like, that's pretty good. Your impression's pretty good, kid. <laughs> I got that dude. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I said hit a one for the money, a two for the show. Three to get ready. Now go, Serge, go. Sip on this. Sip on this. <laughs> Don't you sip on this. Manny, go ahead. Now go. You stole the last cover. Sip on this. Sip on this. Sip on this. Sip on this. Zip it, 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 I like to sip all of this. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Who's ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. I'm kidding. I'm totally I'm ready. I'm not ready. I'm ready. Go ahead. So, today's sip on this, I want to mention a couple of things, but um, I'm just going to choose one. But they officially opened Super Nintendo World in Japan. What? And there's videos out there, and it looks pretty fucking legit. I'm not gonna lie. I bet. It's like interactive. It's like not as interactive as Star Wars Land. I'll tell you that. And pretty much like they give It's you, more you interactive buy, or yeah, less? You have to buy. No, it's more interactive than Star Wars Land. So you pretty much have to buy like your own risk. And it's pretty much like magnetic. And you could choose different characters. So you get Toad, mm-hmm. you get Joshi, you get Mario, you get all that. Mm-hmm. And that's just worth like. Thirty dollars right. over here, but in Japan it's like I don't know how many yens. And you pretty much use that, and you go around the world, around that world, and there's like blocks all over like walls and shit. So you could go up to like a wall and just like smash that shit, and you could get coins. And you could have an app where it accumulates all the coins that you have, and that's actually like your reward points towards going into like restaurants or anything around. No the world. way, yeah. dude. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
crazy. Dude, so like you actually have to be like you have to be active in the park to like in the park to get good that, spots in that for dining. Yeah, in that land. In that land exclusively. So you just like smash that shit and you just go and uh, collect points and stuff. That's bad. And that's fucking. So awesome. far, they only have like two rides, and one of the rides, like, um, is very basically like Mario World, Mario Kart, basically. And you go into like Browser's Castle, and you're going around in the queue, and you Hell have like different yeah. little inventions and little like uh, LED projections of like uh, Boo. He like disappears, and then he just goes away, and. It's not creepy, but it's just, like, very comical, the things that he does. Okay, shit. well, this is what I'm saying, is, you know, like, Universal Studios going to have a Mario Kart. Yeah, I know. So this is the beginning this is, of it. This is me pretty much having to say, like, it officially opened in Japan, but once things get better over here, we're going to have the exact same thing. The exact same thing, man. The same thing, man. I'm sorry, my you Jamaican and me, man. is coming out. <laughs> His thing is coming out. My thing is coming out. Oh, thing, not that thing. The thing came out. Oh, Look at my thing. Thing, thing, thing. It's Valentine. You know what that's so, yeah. from, right? <laughs> Joy, Joe, Joy, Joe Coy. Joe Coy. So moving on. Ding, uh, ding. <laughs> so they have a Mario Kart world, and it's basically like AR. Augmented um, reality. Mm-hmm. So Which means you can use you your phone to, to see things that aren't there. No. What they do is give you a cap first. It's a Mario cap. And you place it around your head. So it's <laughs> almost like a VR oh, headset. But that's only the first part. Knew it. Once you get into the ride, they give you like a goggles. Like see-through a goggles. And they attach it to the cap. And you're able to see the other characters interacting in the world. What? As you're riding the cart. And it is almost, it is like a um, midway ride, arcade That's ride, crazy. where if you shoot like certain shells or certain They'll interact stuff, with each other. They'll actually points? play, yeah. So the, basically the, the whole point is to like... Play Mario out. Kart. Yeah, you play Mario <laughs> Kart, but you have to take out like um, Baby Koopa or uh, I forget, Baby Bowser or whoever. The, the foes Pretty much those foes And then the you, get, you get your whole fucking um, board score You basically get your score after the I say you don't feel bad taking out a Koopa It's like there's yeah, a lot of Koopas that, uh, You know we're not We're losing one Koopa He's yeah. a Koopa He's a Koopa think? He's a Koopa Koopa He's not you know, a Baby Bowser's Koopas. like oh my god Baby Bowser's like a boss You know yeah. So he's like the one of the ones He's part of the family But a Koopa Fuck a Koopa Fuck a Koopa, Koopa. <laughs> Alright uh, I'm gonna go on my sip on this other than this delicious Boomtown beer, that this is probably my favorite one since. This is definitely more favorite than the other one. Bro. Also, that's a Yoshi World ride. Yoshi World ride? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit then. <laughs> <Yoshi>. <laughs> it's going back to me. Because I like Yoshi and, so it's and a, rides in the world. It's <laughs> So it's a ride. It's kind of like dark rides uh, type of thing, but they've. It's pretty much outside. All the exteriors are outside, and then it's like a whole world of the Joshis and stuff. And during the ride, they had the Yoshi uh, story uh, theme music. Oh, never mind. I'm so I'm I'm sorry I brought this up. I'm sorry I even brought it up. Which I don't know him. And that's the second ride. It worked. 
And then they have a dope ass uh, restaurant they could go into, and they have like LED projections, and there's like um, totes running around and shit. And sometimes they have like their own weather system, and they react to the weather. Uh oh. Go check your car. Sip on that. Sip on that. All right, so we're continuing, and let me tell you something um, you never heard. Yoshi was actually invented by his wife. Yeah. What? Yeah, you knew that? Yeah, I knew that. He knew that. Well, I just made that up, you fucking liar. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I called you out, you little sip fuck. On so sip on that, Serge. Fakes it. <laughs> <laughs> I no. love it, though. I love no, his game I'm serious. It really He's still was sticking with the story. It really did. Maybe I pulled that out from the context and brainwash of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> of internet over the years. Probably that's wasn't. A, that's a good People guess. People watching, actually. I suggest you look it up and fact check these motherfuckers. I'm fact checking it now. All right, go ahead. Who <laughs> invented Yoshi? Shigefumi Hino. What? Can you not do that? <laughs> that's how you pronounce it, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, he did the Pikmin series. Yeah. It's a dude. It's not a wife. It's not a wife. It's his <laughs> wife. That's what I'm trying to say. Let's see it. Prove it's it. That's right, motherfucker. Prove it. You know what? We should go in into like detail with each, each character one day of Nintendo or like a video game. Like go into the background of who created them and stuff like that. Uh, that would be kind of cool, right? Stay tuned for our female characters in video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. We're gonna do that. Gonna female do that female video game characters, and we're gonna like okay. talk about their where they came from and who created them and all that stuff. Yeah, we're gonna include that. Yeah, and that. Uh, if you're interested in our other podcasts and what? streams, you could check us out on our Instagram at Golden Craftcast on Instagram. Why are you giving me the waiting side view, Serge? What's going on? What is your favorite place to find our our podcast? What do you listen to a podcast on? Well, listen to it on Spotify. It's free. And there's no commercials. Podcasts don't have commercials. Yeah, I'm podcasts sure. don't have commercials. It's great. It's great. Right? Yeah. And you said you liked it the other day. You were li- what I were you listening you were listening on Spotify? Yeah, I was listening to uh, episode comedians. That was the comedian one, one you were in. He yeah. was in it. Of I course he listened to you know what? Oh, no, not just because I was in it, but God damn it! it, was, it was... Did, did anyone walk by and was like, "Box, is that you when you're in a podcast?" Yeah, at work. Yeah. People walk by and ask you that. About yeah. time. And what did they say? They were like, "Shit, keep doing what you're doing, you player." And I said, "I sure am." <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to give them a decal next time, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. to get them decals. Got to promote. Um, yeah. What the hell is your sip on this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Clarice. Clarice. Hello, Clarice. That's actually not a line. It's actually good evening, Clarice. Good evening, Clarice. That's the line. But it should be hello, Clarice. Actually, that line actually made it to the Hannibal, the sequel to that movie. Because a lot of people were saying it that way. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. That's a weird sidecar and tidbit. That was both. Okay, so uh, it just came out 2021. Directed by two directors, Demaine Davis and Maja Vrivlo. You're saying it wrong, bro. I hope I'm not. Uh, Sorry for butchering it. Uh, 
Rebecca Breeds, Clarice Starling. Yeah. So Clarice Starling is played by Rebecca Breeds. Wait, what are you referring to? The cat, the cast of the new show, Clarice. You didn't explain that. Clarice. Okay. Well, there's that. a. Well, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Okay. So. Earlier in the podcast, I don't know if you skipped to this part, but we mentioned a new show coming out that's actually a spinoff from Silence of the Lambs called Clarice. Now, uh, the cast includes Rebecca Breeds, starring as Clarice. Um, Paul Krendler is Michael Cudlitz. And there is a young version of Clarice, played by Maya McNair. So there's more backstory. Yeah, there's more backstory. Buffalo Bill is also in this, and he's played by Simon Northwood. Um, It's on IMDb, and they just came out with it. So I'm pretty sure this show right now has currently... Not a good score. Um, It's scored at... So they're pretty much... A 33% on Rotten Tomatoes and 6.3 on IMDb. Maybe we should not mention that. (laughs) But that's kind of fucked up because it just came out. So they're kind of gaining their... Episode 2 is barely coming out on the 18th. So it scored a a 33% on the first pilot. And maybe it's because people wanted to see more. And you know how you know people kind of get like that sometimes, and I wonder people why. Want to see more, and it's good on the first episode. Then it should have been a higher episode. Yeah. Rating, if anything. It was a uh, uh, premiered on the 11th so of February Buffalo this year. Buffalo Bill is in there. Then does that mean like it's going into the Signs of the Lambs era? I believe so. Uh, so they're it's basically probably ending that, or maybe before that. Segment like okay. leading up to it, prequeling to it, or maybe they're it's after. doing. You after. said it was after the fact. I think right? it might be after, but it might be. But they have a young Clary, so I don't know, man. It, it just it's it, it's explaining more of the lore of that world, right? In general, so that makes sense, yeah. that's the point. You know, it's on CBS. Uh, <laughs> it it goes. The next episode is on Thursday, February eighteenth. Um, it's on CBS, so it's probably limited because it's not on cable or anything like that but you know obviously you got to go to the mature content for that um but you know what there's crazy shit on tv today so this is probably another thing you might want to catch if you're a fan of the lore of silence of the lambs and uh that's my sip on dish if you're a fan of the that lore then just keep watching hannibal which is on nbc i think nbc as well CBS and NBC. You can catch the animal. All right. All right. (laughs) So it's okay when you do it. (laughs) I taste mango now. It's citrusy, bro. I also get mango. A little bit of mango. It's great. It fucking tastes good. Don't drink, people. Don't drink and drive. We're sitting and sipping. Don't drink while you drive. Are you getting mango? What do you mean? You can drink before you start driving? What are you trying to say? No, I'm playing. Do not do no, that. No, don't do that do either. Do not do that. If you do, call... <laughs> <laughs> call 1-800. Call Surge. Wait, no. Just stop. call Surge. He'll pick this is, you up. Th- now, now, you know what we just opened ourselves up for? Sponsorships by lawyers. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Be like, 
Call, call Rick James. Call Rick James <laughs> at 555 bass guitar. <laughs> I don't know, people. I'm I'm on a limb here. It's not Rick James. Well, that was my sip on this. Yeah, I just talked about the Clary series. What's something new in media or in movies or in video games that you've liked recently? Hmm. Like the newest thing. You want to recommend? Shoot. Shoot. A news tidbit. Or beer. Yeah. Beer. What's a beer that you had recently Um, that stood out to you? Well, shoot. You keep talking about the snowball. The snowball was great. Yeah. You know what? what, I mean, I want to talk about that that Steve Austin one, though. Okay, yeah. We we had that one. We had that one. That one's a great one. That one's a good one. And he took Chinnacops. He he, like picked out his own plethora of all types of different hops. He took dry hops, I think, as well. Why do you give me that look when I say dry hops? I just feel like you're making it It was citrusy. Up. It was citrusy. I don't know why. Wasn't it? But like it was light citrusy. Bro, this is a conversation that we had before when we tried it. Is like they actually took it's Stone Cold Steve Austin over to the brewery in El Segundo. And they had him. They laid out well, a you're table. You're putting out like a lot of details that I just don't remember. But go ahead. That probably didn't happen. I'm trying to make an <laughs> illustration here. With sound, you can fact check us. But yeah, that um, Austin, <laughs> still called Steve there Austin. There are cops. They broke actually skull. went over to El Segundo Brewing, and yeah. he was the consultant of what his beer should taste like. No, hey, no bullshit, no bullshit. I heard, hey, this is so boring. Hey, bro, no bullshit. I swear, no bullshit. I'm not bullshitting. No, I swear. I heard this rumor. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. But I heard that 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 fucking the manager tried to make him. Persuade him to try to take another one, and that that fucker just grabbed him and stunned his ass right there. He just stone cold stunned him. But I don't know. Right. I don't know if that's true. That's not true. Box. That's not true. You literally just he made that up. I could tell you just Damn. made that up. I just swear. I wish it was okay, true. We need to stop bullshitting. <laughs> right. That's our sip on this. Sip it, it was on a, me. It was a legend of a tale. It was a legend of a tale. That's what we Boomtown do. Boomtown Brewery tell. artist series. Um, Fictional tales of digital scales. That's right. I love that. So, <laughs> I mean, I think I just want to close with final thoughts on the movie because we never really did that. Yeah, I mean, we were saving it up to this point. Yeah, yeah. final thoughts on the movie. Final thoughts? We usually don't do this, but uh, final thoughts on the movie? I mean, I'm not going to lie. This movie is very influential to me. And I actually thought about this today because, like, I think this is the movie that really brought me to true crime. And not only that, but just, like, in filmmaking in general and having to, like, learn the fundamentals of, like, what a horror movie should be, you know? Because it just has all the tropes of a horror movie, you know? Besides, like, the blood and the gore, it's not about that. It's just, like, about the unknown and having to go really deep into it you know psychologically and I feel like Jonathan Demi just like brought a lot of things that were fundamentally like um about the horror genre while keeping it like a crime drama uh yeah keeping it like a crime drama like I said before like the only closest thing I would like say this movie was pretty much a thing that Ernest respect is like 
The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is a superhero movie, but at the same time, it's a true, it's a, not a true crime. It's a crime drama, you know? So it took itself seriously, and it grounded itself seriously. Right. But there's also things that are just, like, a little, a little out there, you know? A little, like, um, Uncanny Valley, but I, I not think, really. I think, yes, because that's what it was trying to introduce people to, that there are those weirdos out there that we want to keep under wraps. Yeah. And that's the hard reality of it, is you want to lock away Pandora's box. Right. And this movie was really opening that, especially with talking to Hannibal, mm-hmm. you know? Because Hannibal was... Kind of like, leading with your, you know... Yeah, Hannibal was actually very fictional and very, like... Uh, you had to let some suspension of misbelief to believe that character. Because... He was intelligent, and most serial killers are actually not intelligent. Their IQ is very fucking low. And having a character like him is just like, you know, he was like the... Wait. Keep going, keep going. Never mind what I saw, but... We're trying to play rock, paper, scissors for yeah. who goes Wait, next. It looks like you were kind of like... I was, I was trying to slap Manny's <laughs> hand all the way, but... He's all like, I'm going to jerk <laughs> you off, bro. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> I always choose scissors. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> now you know. Always challenge him on rock, paper, scissors. I always choose rocks. Yes. Choose paper. Believe Sergio. <laughs> yes. But. <laughs> Why, the- Why the trunk, though? Why the trunk? You're, why are you gonna no, do that? No, we're gonna every play fucking rock now. paper scissors. This next, is why so you no, wanted to do I'm this. Gonna do I this. I'm only gonna do this. I'm only gonna do this once. I, my sip on this. Honestly, is I was. You don't want to go. And that's why you did. I thought we were gonna do it more. You can't go back to sipping on this. Honestly, I thought you were gonna do it way more. You're better at it. He's better at it. He's got the slithery slam. It looks like a slithering. Anyways, this movie just influential. I mean, just like on true crime, and this was. This dealt with true crime, and this dealt with, like, a, a crime drama, you know? And it was a psychological thriller that was, like... It had a lot of fundamentals of horror movies, like... Yes. The male gaze. Um, skinning people. I mean, yeah, skinning people. Gore. The murder of someone uh, was uh, a taboo. Also capturing people. Also, great music, yeah. great soundtrack. Just, okay, I was it, also going to mention that. Which is like, that, and it was very influential to me, and it, this thing wouldn't happen if you got it wasn't for something someone it, as influential as like Jonathan um, Demi having to be inspired by Hitchcock. <laughs> this is a I very I always, I <laughs> always choose scissors. <laughs> choose scissors, Jesus. <laughs> Alright. Sorry, <laughs> as you were, as you were, Mister. Sorry, the disrespect. I'm sorry. The disrespect on this no wedding res- day. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, no look, respect, okay, 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 let, no look, respect. look, okay. This is this is the thing when you when you break down movies, bro. Like you literally, you've watched this movie so many times and you break it down. But like. Honestly, like, I got to ask you to your core, like, t- what what shocked you to your core about this movie? Yeah. Like, what really made you feel like... Cause what emotions you did wanted, you feel? Wanted what did to you feel? Talk about this movie. What kind of emotions did you feel? I, honestly, the only reason I want to talk to, about this movie is because I know it's important. And when it comes to, like, mo- looking for movies with anniversaries, mm-hmm. and I looked this up, 
Well, I looked at, at a long ass list and it said like Signs of the Life, so I was like, This is one of the ones. Yeah, we yeah. have to talk about this one. Okay, this is why like it felt like very. Sp- I mean, this it's not good. inspirational. This is good. About, like, this is where we want you know, to go. It's a, it's a thing about killers, but it's just the thing that I guess the thing that spoke to me is just like it was a female protagonist. Yes. Yes. I it love was that. A female protagonist having to do everything herself, and then after watching this uh, viewing this time around. Mm-hmm. The like, you really get to see the yeah. intelligence. The you really get to see saying. the resource. She worked hard to get what she was going in there yeah. for, even it was, if it was dangerous. Yeah, it was Here's about, the Clarice. It was about Here's the, the fucking Clarice. Come on, boys. It was about the ambition. And anything... If anything, like, I respect anyone that's, like, that has ambition. You know, ambition. She was an ambitious like, woman. Yeah, ambition really takes. She you was far. going through the training. It really a real takes tiger you far, and I could respect. But that. not only oh, that, in the actress herself, when you said she was walking down the hallway, and he could tell by the way she was walking that she was right for the role. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Is because that Jonathan char- Demi was uh, unsure about her, and it wasn't until like uh, she was walking down the hall to meet her that he actually had that potential. Like, I could see it now. Yeah, and when he got into that conversation, he said yes. After a while, you know, and if anything, like um, Jodie Foster and Anthony, uh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins, they both convinced uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Demi on a lot of things. Well, a couple of things, and it was for the right call because because they, she was a little bit because they were both <laughs> inspired. And they knew they were right for the role. And guess what? They both won the Oscar for the movie. Yeah, and you know what? Like, in a lot of ways, like, he did... He really was, like... Just the way he looked, like, you could tell that he... Kept her in the palm of his hand, like... Her little... His little bird. Yeah. Right? Like, kind of... You could tell that it was a creepy relationship between them. And that's why I think he went for it. That's why in the book, they go... Make sweet love and live happily ever after. Right? <laughs> no, right. she was scared. It's a lie. Valentine's story. <laughs> well, it's, like, <laughs> nah. it's just crazy because, like, at the end of the movie, he gives her a call. And I, uh, when I was watching this movie, like, years early before, like, I watched this viewing, I guess the last time I watched it, the thing that I didn't get is, like, after he hanged up, she just kept saying, like, um, Dr. Lecter? Dr. Lecter? He already hung up. Stupid. But Wait, that wasn't me? the point. That wasn't the point who's of the looking fucking for scene. Who? It was like she was traumatized. Who? It was her fault that... It was her fault that he let her... He let him loose. And now the traumatization is just like I let a monster out in the world. It was my fault. Only because of my ambition, my obsession of finding this killer. He's out. He's out there And he's about to eat That fucking asshole guy Which You know what He deserves that shit <laughs> Well that was a good Final closing <laughs> He deserved that shit <laughs> He deserved that shit Boom All, all I right. have to say Best horror movie of all times And really shows And if you want to learn about horror This is the one movie You should Must watch The okay. movie What I gotta say Is the movie was ahead of its time I won Watch it Okay, go ahead. Go watch ahead. it. Go ahead. Watch it with a little uh, Chianti and some fava beans. A Chianti and some fava beans. And go ahead, bro. You're Chianti next. That's all you want? Quick and nice and sweet. Okay. Uh, Final thoughts. 
I watched this movie last two nights ago, and I fell asleep. And I don't remember what part I fell asleep in. But this is... Okay, so this is the thing. I've watched this movie before, so I know what I was in for. But it's like the way they the way they talk the audio in this movie like you mentioned on the last couple movies the production for audio is very important in this movie yeah because everyone's not there it's not an aggressive movie everyone's kind of talking like this everyone's kind of silent what happened everyone's just like yes Clarice. but it's everything that's going on in the background <laughs> That's going on Exactly You know what I'm saying It's, it's all <laughs> the, the sound things, profiles the It's all the little things If you notice When she goes into the When she goes into The um, Underneath into the storage area Yeah She's inside the car And then she hears the door close Like Little things like that I think really stood out to me One of the biggest things That stood out to me Obviously From this scene or this movie was um, it's going on this top three. Okay. No, it's not top three. Okay. It's the overall movie. The score right. was by Howard Shore. Yeah, Howard, Howard Leslie was, Shore. No, yeah, he was Canadian composer. Things. And his no, okay, Wait. Lord of the Rings, bro. No, let me. He ta- did Lord of the Rings. Let me talk about Lord look the opening music. It goes like, that's exactly like the Hobbit. Yes. Do you notice this, that? Okay, but because that was the that was notably scores for Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit film trilogies. Yeah. Okay. So but he got his credibility yeah. through Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's creepy. Right. It makes you feel on edge. It makes you feel on the edge of your seat. It's doing things that before natural sounds like we talked about another podcast of like paranormal when we talked about paranormal activity and other horror movies and stuff like that is that that HVAC sound like that the ambience the natural ambient sounds he doesn't actually use ambient sounds he uses musical instruments to kind of lead and segment into different scenes yeah you know which is very interesting because it, it really gave the whole movie a because it cut very rapidly in this movie it's like cut to cut to cut and you got to keep you got to keep it together of what's going on right yeah. i seen a lot of that you get what i'm saying yeah, though right but but the music is what keeps that shit together that's what it's, unifies it yeah because it just brings intensity or the aura of like what this exactly is about. exactly and i just want to shout out that that's my final thoughts of the movie is like you were talking about sound and like i really thought about sound when i was watching this movie and I think that's honestly what gave it its really creepy vibe was the fact that this whole score of these creepy violins and this creepy, you know, like this creepy stuff in the background is just giving the ambiance and resonance of death. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. You're creeping me out right now, that's bro. Cool. I'm glad we did the final thoughts at this point. Uh, we never do this, but uh, I think that's what we did. should do on it. You just literally, hey, dog, you gave me the chills. Yeah, you see that shit? You gave me the fucking chills right now. Yeah, well, wake up! Coming the chills. You gave me the chills. I think that's the wind, bro. It's cold. We got to start a fire pit soon. So, My nipples uh, are hard. So we've done our we've done our segments. We've done everything. So, thank you for joining us thank on this thirty seventh. Wait, what? Yeah, 37th? 
Shit. Episode. Manny is too far gone. No, it's no, 38. I, I He's gone too dude, far. Dude, I put it on 30. Yeah. I, I it's because I uploaded it. it. He's gone way too far this time. I shouldn't have encouraged him to God. drink the butcher back. But we love him. He's a great Wait, hold on. Wait, no, because look. the greatest of the greatest. Dude, I literally. Oh. Yeah, it's the 37th episode. Oh, I thought you were going to say 30th anniversary. No, so 37th, bro. You're an asshole, see? <laughs> this guy's too far gone with your little smug beanie and Look, your nice Look, wait a minute, wait a minute. As the referee, as the guest host referee, you're both way out of line. But anyways, I will Hello, say this. Buddies. I will say this, <laughs> Manny. You can suck a cock. Ooh, and I'll take pictures. Well, Sergio would much rather eat a cock with Never some nice... Cock. Fava beans. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good podcast Fox. today. You could catch us on Twitch. You could catch us. Fox, I'm worried. Uh, on Instagram. You could catch us on everywhere you listen to your podcast. Um, go ahead and add us on Instagram. That's our main hub right now. And we're glad to give you some more content in the future. Subscribe you're here with. And rate. You're gonna give us um you're gonna give us a high five digitally and that's all we ask of you. Thank you. This is a five star, that's the high five we'll take. And go ahead. And uh We're not a restaurant, Serge. We don't Yes we are, damn it. <laughs> Play this for your mother. We give us service to love entertain. Alright. So <laughs> find us on IG and if you wanna reach us out, we're at Goldencraft Run at gmail.com give us any feedback um, anything you want to express any recommendations yeah honestly like any anniversaries that you might be looking up to for the next year or so like we would love to talk about them you have to be good TV shows as well music albums as well Um, we got some uh, in the works that we want to do we have a SoCal Punk episode that we want to do with our good friends from Mad Tab so that's going to be send us some beers send us some beers and uh, definitely if you want to (laughs) support the cast Send us some beers. We always love the beers, we obviously. Love the beers. Um, shout out to all our breweries that we had tonight. And thank you for watching and listening to us out there in the digital land. Thank you. And uh, cheers to the craft. Cheers to the craft. Cheers to the craft. And I got some porn coming up soon. I'll let you guys know about that. What? what? Cheers. Okay, we're cutting. Okay. <laughs> Say wait. Any last words, boxer? Not really. Play this for your mothers? Nah. <laughs> <laughs>